Welcome back, everyone, to what we are canonically treating as the 201st episode of Anime Was Not a Mistake. As always, I am one of your hosts, Dan Ryan, with a certain weeb flavor available in DLC uh, this September, joined as always by my co-host... You could tell my grandma I host a podcast, it suits me fine, just yesterday she followed online, but don't tell mama. I'm Jonathan (laughs) Kwiatkowski. Um, we, uh, yeah, I, I think, it, for the most part, you and I did very little direct media engagement this week, but <laughs> new, yes. but we, we watched a lot of TikToks in which mm-hmm. the, uh, the previous three presidents ranked anime and video games, but we, we don't have a whole lot of news, but mm. a lot of Pokemon news. Yeah, I've yeah. got two quick... Jonathan's theater quarter updates, so if I may go first. Of course. Um, I did return to Broadway, as I will, continuing in the future, till June, July, and further beyond. As I mentioned previously, this theater season on Broadway is packed. I checked out two shows yesterday. One I treated myself to, Mm -hmm. uh, to one off-Broadway musical entitled Stranger Sings. It's a compilation of Stranger Things set in a musical off-Broadway, and I really, really enjoyed this. Mm -hmm. Um, They have an album. There are tons of theater references in this. Um, There's a song in which uh, Winona Ryder's character, Joyce, Mm -hmm. gets a song where she's like, in an alternate dimension, I feel like my name's Winona. Mm -hmm. And the song's called Winona, and she calls out to her characters from her movie's past, including Amy March or Joe March from Little Woman. Mm -hmm. We get a Beetlejuice reference, an Edward Scissorhands reference, and a Heathers reference. I thought that was just brilliant. She enters smoking five cigarettes simultaneously, Yeah, and it's a whole song about the Emmy. I loved the show. I thought it was witty, but the audience was the worst I've experienced (laughs) In my theater lifetime. And that's probably saying something. I it is. Imagine. I've seen... I've probably seen over 100 shows, Dan. Mm-hmm. I mean, not to humble brag or anything about that, but this is my passion. I do like it. Mm-hmm. Worst theater audience I've ever experienced. I was seated next to four children, and I couldn't yell at them, even though their moms are like, if they're bad, tell us. But like, I was like, I'm not... Who's going to tell the parents? Honest, on, honestly, gonna... I'm not that kind of person. And I was like <laughs> sitting next to the lady next to me, and like both of us are like, it's just... We'll endure this pain. Like, at least I had her. Yeah. Like, she's like, I I don't know what to say either. But these kids were obnoxious. And as a theater teacher, I'm just like, I, I get it. Like, kids can't sit through theater anymore. There's a rare breed there. I think theater has to be an elective. 
taught that kids actually passionately enjoy because once they connect with the subject material, yeah, then yeah. And there's the outliers that find theater and they love it and they're like, oh, this is an intense passion that I can get into. But these, I should say three, the fourth kid was well behaved because they were seated in a separate row and they were quiet the whole time. So these three children, I just, I, I couldn't take it. It, it really dulled my senses for that. So I'm going to have to go back and check it out again somewhere else and not be seated by children. No, I I do understand because, again, this is this is going to be like an old man yelling at the clouds thing. And it's also, all right, if we're if we're grown ass people going to go see like yeah. a Stranger Things show. Like, I'm and, a 30 year old man. I'm not. I really uh, thought but, about going, ma'am, don't take these three to a Broadway show. <laughs> Yeah, they, I, I don't. But, but I was it, like, "Am I really gonna be that person?" And no, I said, "No, I'm not I, gonna I, do that." Today. I don't think either of us could pull that. I'd off. I'd rather complain about it on my podcast tomorrow. But honestly, it is like a thing with it's. It's just like I, I agree with your point that just like every other generation, the people who engage with the material are going to want to like. They're gonna make the best audiences. Yeah. But just that's one of the things that kind of slows me down or keeps me from going to the movies frequently. Mm-hmm. Um, cause even when I, I go to see, like, the, like, the stupid, you know, like, limited release anime movies or whatever, uh, it feels like there's a lot of, like, younger folks there who are just there as something to do, which is yeah. fine, yeah. but then they talk and they laugh and mm-hmm. they yell and, you know, and then... And it upsets me, so... For a regular movie, you add on top of that people yeah. sneezing and vomiting and yeah. shitting yeah. and f- farting oh and, and screaming and can't they're not finding the seats even though they're assigned it's and like it's by a number and alphabet system it is the easiest thing to do in the world yeah it, i it just infuriates me and it makes you tighten the chest not only yeah. were these kids bad but this audience was dumb mama dumb 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 there are so many evident theater references in there like there was a beetlejuice reference like where'd you get that playbill from oh from the dumpster behind the marriott marquee and i'm I'm the only one in the theater who laughed i was like that's funny because beetlejuice just closed there and well all right it, all right, to play devil's advocate, yeah. I would laugh at you in that situation because if 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 a joke was made and then it's I just see you in the crowd like ha ah! and, and then like that's no, I'm I, like I don't I, first off I don't go ha huh. I did like a there's like the a, a there's chuckle. the clown right there but but, but <laughs> Barb who's a fan favorite character on the internet I'm sure mm-hmm. you've heard of Justice for Barb at yes, least yeah. for not having stra- seen Stranger Things well, I saw that somehow season. yeah somehow we need to fix that later on but Barb gets. My favorite musical, Gypsy, she gets a Rose's Turn style number that got the loudest applause, but I think that the audience didn't understand that that was a direct reference to the breakdown that Rose experiences in that musical. Mm-hmm. And I was like, the the scriptwriter and the lyricist are doing a fine job here. Um, why doesn't the audience comprehend that? Yeah. It it should be something. It's in the theater zeitgeist, the basic theater zeitgeist that you should know. It's like, if I went to see a Star Wars, I'm going to know a little bit about it before I see it. Ideally, yeah. 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 That's the closest reference that I can get to that. But I, I just need people to be more invested in theater. Like, some people in our age don't like we just saw doll's house and they're like oh i've never heard of this before you've never heard of since a doll's house well i i it's just so very weird how because i know this has been like a big discourse on tiktok recently and i mean this this applies i think broadly to things like theater movies and tv but like you know again 
because we are technically a podcast where, especially today, we are a podcast where it's two guys <laughs> complaining about a movie. Yeah. But there is a lot of media engagement that's like, a lot of younger audiences don't, um, I'm not even going to say younger audiences, a lot of new audiences don't, like, understand gray morality. Like, if a character is written, for instance, to be, like, you're clearly not supposed to root for them, they're just the protagonist. They're like, how could, you know, like, when we, when we were joking about Tar, like, how could Tar get away with this oh, and still yeah. perform at the Emmys? Yes, yes. But it, it, it's like... But that's different, Dan. We know that Tar isn't a real person. <laughs> but no, but no, it, but it's like, it's it's that kind of engagement where it, it's, it's like, characters can be written to be bad people, they mm-hmm. can be written to be stupid people, but that's like one part of the, of the media. It's yeah. not, it's not a writing fault if a character does something, you know unsavory it's it's part of the story of that character it's like a but again i've seen i've just seen this fight going on in terms of like media literacy on tiktok and i'm not going to claim to be especially media literate outside of my my Mm -hmm. little niches but there's i don't know film talk is is ablaze with shit like this about i know you haven't uh, seen the 400 blows yet, Dan. Like, come on. <laughs> but I, 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 I try not to be pretentious about it. No, like, I try to introduce people to new things, and if they don't like it or watch it or enjoy it, that's that's fine. At least I try. I don't. I I don't think I'm the type of person to force things down people throat people's throats. Yeah. Aside from Suspiria 2018, which when I meet you in person, I'll be like, "Here's a copy of Suspiria 2018." Yeah, yeah. Nice to meet you. I'm Jonathan Kwiatkowski. Please watch this. And it's. Uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know. It, I, I mean, I, I hope it wouldn't be, uh, like, a matter of being pretentious or anything. It's just, like, there's a very... I feel like a lot of online stuff has changed the way people engage with media. Mm. Like, that was my thing with Star Wars. That's why I that's why I uh, left Reddit and never looked back, was mm-hmm. because... I don't know. It just seems like people want to be made happy, but... But not in the sense of, like, escape, like, where, where you're going to see a theater show or a movie or something to, 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 to escape to, to another To forget world. your life, yeah. They just literally want the movie to praise them. Hmm. And that's, it's just a very weird way to interact with media, to yeah. feel like you can, you know, control what happens in it. Like, who wants to know what happens? Yeah. You know, yeah, it's just it's it's very bizarre. Yeah, yeah. Um, the second show I saw was uh, Jason Robert Brown's Parade, which hasn't been on Broadway since mm-hmm. 1998. Currently starring Benjamin Platt and Michaela Diamond. Uh, it's based on the true crime story of Leo Frank in 1913, who was hung unjustly because he was Jewish, living in Georgia, mm-hmm. accused of murdering a small girl at the pencil factory. Yeah. Um, it is a musical that. It's heavy. It's one of the heaviest musicals that I can think of off the top of my head. And that's fine. I said this is a great media for that. Because we don't really get super heavy musicals yes. a lot anymore commercially. So I'm glad that this limited engagement run is there. Even though I'm I'm not a super ma- fan of Benjamin Platt mm-hmm. for reasons that will that's- remain outside of this podcast. It's Dear Evan Hansen. It, it forced Great Comet to close in a way. I yeah. thought it was unjustly awarded at that Tony Awards ceremony. Well, I think you have covered that before, because I think yeah. this uh, was, was this podcast going? Yeah, that, it probably was, around that time. Was it 1995? Yeah. Yeah. I, I believe so, yeah, so, yeah, yeah, if I recall back. We were just showing up in your jalopy. Yeah. <laughs> first episode, but uh, he did well. Um, he, you can tell that he was trying to hold down some Dear Evan Hansenisms that he does when performing, mm-hmm. but he did very well. The cast was phenomenal. I don't get emotional during this. 
there's a lot that takes me to cry during a musical mm-hmm. <laughs> because part of it's like, oh, it's kind of ridiculous in a way. We're singing about these problems yes. that that yes. has never gotten me uh, unless I was been I've been acting in a musical because I I could do that, but watching it, I'm just like, this is just silly. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I can't. Yeah take this seriously but it's a great show it's profound the audience aside from me and gabe who saw it were in tears um it's passionate it's a very simple set structure just uh they imported it from city center just stuck it on stage for this limited engagement run and it it wasn't as minimal as things that i've seen on broadway currently so i i I enjoyed that too it had a a very full cast and wonderful orchestra that is the one correct where ben platt sits at the table yeah in the intermission which is apparently a new trend on broadway now so congrats for being a part of that with jessica chastain singing you spin me right round exactly Yeah. yeah yeah Which, I mean, according to you, people are starting to catch on to. Yeah. That she exits into the street and such, so that's... Gosh, but we were there early. Yeah. We did it first. (laughs) In the room where it happened, yeah. Yeah, but check out Parade, a big time for theater. I know there's going to be more theater scenes coming in future uh, episodes of this podcast, because that'll be my only outlet for news, aside from me trudging through Fire Emblem, uh, doing another few side quests in Xenoblade, and looking at Octopath Traveler 2, which arrived, that I really want to play, but I have absolutely no time in that beautiful collector's edition. But we'll, we'll get there. Well, I, I want to take a look at that later. No, you I, you I can wanna... look, but you mustn't. Touch. I know I, I won't breathe <laughs> near it. But yeah. um, yeah. So I mean, anime-wise, I believe streaming now, The Deer King went uh, up. Never heard of it. Oh, um, the, it's, no, I've never heard of it. It was uh, it was one of the people. It's the directorial debut of one of the people who worked on Princess Mononoke. So like a, a Ghibli um, protege. Mm has stepped into the director role. I believe it's now available dubbed and subbed on um, on Hulu. Uh, so I've been seeing advertisements for it in a lot of places. Seems to be up our alley. So I'm probably going to check that out this week. Um, because this past week, I was working on the podcast 200 Art. Uh, and what a job you did. And, and um, you know, getting other things ready for a, a, a family gathering. Um, so, so, you know... Far too busy for any for any anime engagement. It's understandable. Um, but there are, I believe, a few other interesting things that went up. I might check them in the intermission uh, and cut, report back, because I think some pretty interesting stuff went up on Netflix this past week. Hmm. Like, and, and, you know, and then things that we haven't gotten to yet, but like Spriggan, for instance, I think is still up on Netflix. I think Netflix probably owns it. That seems to have gotten favorable reviews, so maybe go check that out. But we are, I don't know, we're getting like a drip feed of, of surprising anime uploads on a lot of these services. So that's that's good news, yeah. I think. Um, but obviously, the big one this week was we got a Pokemon Direct. We did. Um, and we, I Pokemon slept through that Direct. <laughs> what, well, but, uh, I know, but the, let's see here. So we are getting another DLC installment. Yeah. Another one that's coming out in two parts. This will be uh, part one, the Teal Mask, and part two, the Indigo Disc, which comprises the grander DLC, the hidden treasure of Area Zero. Mm -hmm. Uh, One of these was was kind of foreseeable because we knew we were getting Big Turtle. Yeah, which I love. Love him. Great design. Great boy. And I love Teal Mask Boy, too. Like, all the new ones are great. Skull Kid, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You Um, get Cunty Bird. (laughs) Which yeah. is a fan favorite on my Twitter. 
<laughs> well, no, and and then we get New Ooh, fan favorite on my Twitter. Yeah. Uh, you know, and I uh, Big Dog yeah. Shiba. Mm, yeah. Forgotten. Who <laughs> all seem to it's implied at least will get Super Sentai masks because in the trailer yeah. there's colored masks all over the side mm -hmm. and they fit into the uh, Momotaro legend. Yes. Uh, so we can assume that maybe uh, the main Oni mask dude. Aside from looking like Skull Kid, is presumably their version of Momotaro, mm -hmm. who's maybe been corrupted or possessed or something. Yeah. Um, but that takes place in the Kitokami region mm -hmm. uh, or Kitokami province. That the, whatever word it's translated as has kind of varied, and that's lead, led to like Twitter people arguing and sleuthing about what it could mean. Mm -hmm. It could be that stretch above Kalos there, uh, above Paldea, mm -hmm. um, because. In that section of Paldea, if you remember, uh, we got, like, bamboo groves and, yes. like, cherry blossoms and, like, the red maples and everything like that. Mm -hmm. And a lot of, like, uh, you know, Japanese-inspired music kicks in yeah. in that spot. Yeah. yeah um, Bishop and... King Gambit yeah. all, you know, hang out around there. So it could be that the little peninsula in between what would be Pokey France and Pokey Spain will just be replaced by that this Which is fine love that or it could just be a flat out uh, you know the field trip to another you know to Japan yeah. or whatever um and then uh, the Indigo Disc is set at the Blueberry Academy. The prestigious Blueberry Academy, Pre then. Prestigious yeah, yeah. The best school that there's ever been. The Blue Obelisk How House. How I didn't get an uh, option to start at Blueberry Academy, I'll never know. No, That would have changed my opinions on these games a hundred times over. Certainly. They, they are a futuristic school, partially uh, underwater on top of water uh, in a big futuristic dome city mm -hmm. that they occupy. Um, and the center point of that DLC will be Terrapagos, this, you know, the, the, uh, the mysterious entity that was apparently hidden at the heart of Area Zero, uh, Big Turtle, Big Turt, with a shell that, in, you know, is emblazoned with all of the different logos. Yep. And maybe more. Uh, and I, I think, I, I did see people talking about it, but this turtle was designed by, uh, I think... Uh, you know, someone who's been doing a lot of TCG art for a while, and she's really good. So, mm. it, like her, like when you see a design from her, you know it's one of her designs. Okay. So, the, the, you know, the turtle is is uh, amongst those. Yeah. Um, and obviously, a lot of old mons returning to the decks. Mm -hmm. I think all old mons. Not except, my superior, though. Yeah, except for uh, the Embor <laughs> line superior. Uh, Patchrat, Watchhog, and hmm. the, the the monkeys. A lot of Unova Pokemon there not showing up. Very suspicious, yeah. yeah. And Furfrau, because they don't want to program the haircut. But yeah. the So we'll see what happens. But the... Um, yeah, I, I mean, I, I am very interested. It, it is... It was not what I was expecting, but in some ways it was, like, more than what I was expecting. For that, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I haven't bought it yet. It's going to be your job to convince me to buy it until it comes out. Mm -hmm. So I expect every episode you'll have something new. A reason why. I No, of course. <laughs> I should buy this. Um, well, I, I mean, to, for starters, uh, you know, again, I'll leave it to... Because there's lots of people doing sleuthing into what all of these things could mean. There's people translating the text that has shown up because it matches text from Legends Arceus. Um, but obviously with Kitokami, we're getting a very, very 
uh, clear, uh, like, Japanese summer festival. Yeah. Which I it's think trope, you, we trope would I love. enjoy, yeah. 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 Um, b- even if it is set in Spain or actually I'm, I'm, in Japan. I'm fine with that. Um, uh, the rumor I've heard is that there's a graphical update coming along, too, that they've been working on. Which would be nice. Yeah, along with a new Switch uh, successor. Yes. Which I would buy and believe. Yeah, it well, it varies between it went from being a Switch successor, and then now people are saying it's just the next console. Yeah. So it's like you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. Um, but I love stuff like this. Yeah, I'm no, happy we're getting I'm, new I, settings. I'm happy it's there for you, but mm. Pokemon <laughs> has scorned me one too many times. It's gonna take some convincing for me to pick it up. You know, I'm gonna pick up that Unova remake that they're. Yeah. They're hinting at. Someone's... I'll do that, but if that wrongs me, Pokemon's gone. <laughs> Someone's cobbling it together right now, I would assume. Yeah. Um, hopefully, because that's the game closest to our hearts, yeah. it'll get some tender love and care. And I gave Pokemon some love this week. I took 30 minutes of my day to do that favorite Pokemon thing. Yeah, me too. Yeah. And we we spent our time on that, and I was like, oh, this is interesting. It is, Yeah. yeah said wow we all have like our effective teams now this feels right for both of us there were a few shared pokemon between us i didn't know we both loved magmortar so much we we do but apparently we do my boy yeah Yeah. (laughs) so dad and i bonded we did we really did i i i was it was it was really difficult to parse out maybe maybe if we're starved for content we'll bring those to the podcast yeah that'll be a tangent we just read all 300 pokemon we like in each (laughs) yeah and it i mean it's each box and really, the only thing that I couldn't do that you could do, like, I can't pick six that oh, I would use. Easy, I could pick six. <laughs> so I, I just, I put my Paldea crew in there, yeah, and then I assume that the others are, that. are yeah. reserves that rotate in and out. But the, mm-hmm. the yeah, but I, so I, I had to go with the new ones. But, yeah. but no, again, lots of returning mons. I like when we get new DLC areas. I like that uh, the world gets to expand. Mm-hmm. We're getting new goobs to meet yeah. it, lo- it looks like the the blueberry academy has some kind of battle thing going mm-hmm. on um because there's like a few interesting looking characters hanging around there and that's yeah. that's what i love yeah um but i'm excited again it's kind of got like the past and future vibes that we've been getting so far we might get more lore for uh, you know turtle and what happened with area zero and everything mm-hmm. uh and to that end we got walking wake yeah. And Iron Leaves. I love them both. Yeah. I have to admit, the Suicune redesign, really, I was like, well, this is Dan's just perfect Pokemon, isn't it? It is. Yeah. It is. I said, well, Dan is probably over there in his house celebrating. My heart skipped a beat. Which uh, is great. I, I love yeah. it, too. I think it's a very unique direction to take Suicune. And then I was like, oh, maybe they were right about Violin, and it's just like a robot version of Virazone, which I love. I love the robots more than a lot of people do online. But I was like, well, the superior design is definitely for Suicune. Well, I, well, I, I got to go with Dinosaur, of course. Yeah. But I think that in a lot of cases, the, the, the robots have design elements that aren't very apparent if you just look yeah, at their Yeah, like sprites. the way they battle, like the, the, the needles that go out of, like, Verizon. For, yeah. Like, it's, it's it, swords. They all have, like, little light effects and things that, like, the ways mm-hmm. they move that yeah. add... You need to see them Dolly Bird has to... little skates. Yeah, he does. Yeah. <laughs> and he's got, again, he's got, like, the Christmas ornament texture. Yeah. Like, Tyranitar has, like, its fake mouth yeah. faceplate. I, ju- it, it, I yeah. just see everyone hating on these robots online. 
everyone. I, I, I don't I'm like, oh, we don't like a robot. I get it. It's it's the same thing, but that's kind of what they're going for. The homogenization of yeah. these Pokemon in the yeah. future. Yeah. So it's yeah, even then they've managed to reference a few interesting things. Like you know, it it, it I think it ended up working out pretty nicely. Mm. We got we got the our, our you know, respective flavors matched pretty nicely. Yeah. Um but no, interested to see what happens. Maybe we'll get more of those in these DLCs. People keep, you know, saying if this rumor proves true, then we might get terrestrial forms for if you get a Pokemon with a certain type, with a certain Terra type, then it will get a special, a special design. Look. Well, that's cool. Um, so we'll see what happens. Um, now, now, of course, uh, you and I, for uh, Pokemon Topaz and Lapis, also have an evil mask, but... I we, thought of a way around it. Yeah, but we did it first. Kinda. We did it first. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure they've been working on it for much longer than we have. Yeah, but we we mentioned it first. We mentioned it first, but that is not deterring us. We're just go. <laughs> we just uh, in the in the doldrums of the week, I came up with uh, our DLC titles, <laughs> which will give me an excuse to draw <laughs> these things. The and o- the names were. I was like, oof. Ten really got me with these stupid names. The Opal Flash, which is which of Opal course, Flash. which of course is the the. It's like uh, if I go to Vegas on the the Strip, someone's gonna show me something I don't want to see. Exactly, <laughs> it, that conjures that image. But it's uh, yeah, that's where you get the little Shonen legendary. You Wanna go buy to a Sundial Kid. Yeah, you go to uh, the the Mega City Disneyland and do Mega Evolution, mm-hmm. and then DLC two would be the Obsidian Shadow, mm-hmm. which is our evil mask, yeah. and that's. That's where you got the possessed uh, evil, uh, the beasts down there, mm. um, set in like uh, the islands and stuff. But I, I did go through for my own personal art use. I made a refined version of the map listing that I'll send you soon, uh, because because of how gigantic our map is. I'm likely going to go with a simpler design, but the city icons will kind of have all of the major landmarks accounted for. Mm-hmm. Um, so that way, you know, I don't have to make ten maps to to, to render the entire region. Um, I'll just kind of make it a little simpler, but still properly portray everything. And obviously give everything a pun name, because that's yeah. what I've been working on. Okay. Um, but then we also got it as Aim to be a Pokemon Master winds down. We got a preview of the next season. Um, so tell me about this. I haven't seen... I didn't really watch this. So it is, you know, obviously it is starting a, a new kind of era for the anime. Um, it is... I just want to make sure I'm getting all of these names right. Let me just make sure. And there was like okay. 3D animation Pokemon Welcome to My Chateau or something like that. Too. Yeah, that's a stop motion thing. Which I'll watch because I love stop motion. Yeah, and it, it's done Psyduck. With, uh, with a, I think, a fairly... They're starting to be a well-known little stop-motion studio. They've done something else. Um, but that's coming. And then, uh, you know, this new Pokemon anime, it's kind of one of the final trailers that we're getting, but obviously we have Liko, the young trainer with the, you know, ter- like, terrestrial pendant, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. She's the new protagonist. Mm-hmm. She's gonna have Sprigatito. Yes. Um, and, you know, she is attending, I, I, I assume, a school in Paldea, that is kind of a mixture of the other two. I think she has a friend who looks like Smoliv, mm. <laughs> who showed up in one of these trailers. Uh, then we have Roy, who is the I, the male protag. He's got a mystery ball. He's got a mystery like ornamental. We're doing this Pokeball. whole thing again, huh? Maybe that'll be resolved this time. <laughs> yeah, the GS ball will get a call back, and Dan will 
implode. <laughs> we got uh, Professor Freed, who uh, has like a Sporticus airship. Uh, and I think, I'm assuming on the poster, it's a bunch of different mons to, like, man the ship. Yeah, I saw a Chansey, I was like, that's fun. I think that other guy is definitely a Gen 1-er. What, the, the evil edgy guy? Well, no, the evil edgy guy has Cerule Edge, whom oh, I love. No, but, Freed is definitely oh, a, that yeah. Freed, yeah, I think he's definitely gonna be a, a filthy Gen 1-er. Because he's got, he's got, you know, Charizard Captain, and Captain it. Hat Pikachu and all of them. Um, and then, uh, Edge Boy with black and white hair. Black and white, huh? And he, he's yeah. got a several edge. He seems to be the, uh, rival villainous figure. Love him show. already. Um, but yeah, and, and it seems to be the case that, you know, Roy is from Kanto, uh, Liko starts in Paldea, and they're going to be going on adventures across the world in this airship that Professor Freed has, uh, in hunting for this black Rayquaza that Liko has mm. some connection to. One of the best shinies, yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, looking over, I think, some of the staff that are working on this, it is the, the the one who will be directing the battles and the action choreography is the one who did it for XY, okay. which was good. I, the best ones, yeah. Um, it was ranks highly for that. Uh, then the guy who did the, you know... He was the director of Sun and Moon into Journeys, but after the production kind of hit all of those COVID problems, he had to step back. But he's coming back in in like a supervisory role, and then a new director is coming in, a kind of a, a much newer person who's directed, I think, some My Hero Academia stuff oh, well, and other things like that. Choo Choo, says Dan. Um, is going to be like the, the new director, and they have some other like advisors in there that you know from what people were saying it's it's a pretty decent lineup it's like a they seem to be taking the approach that this is a new era they don't have to work within any kind of set time constraint so mm -hmm. it's like you know they got some they got some you know new Lego. eyes on this yeah. they, they don't have to limit things to ash and everything else and along a set path anymore so i i assume that going forward every couple of years we'll get like a new saga like this that, you know, because yeah. I think that would probably be the best way to go. It's worked well for the manga, so yeah. why not for this? Yeah. Um, but no, I'm interested. I'm very, very excited to see mm. what's going to happen. So, mm. and obviously in like two weeks, Ash's journey is going to come to an end. That's going to be a day real men cry for me personally. A tearjerker, yeah. Um, that on some level, it feels like the fucking Simpsons ending, but <laughs> I, I, it's going to be rough, but we'll, we'll commemorate it. When it happens mm. in our own way. Yeah, I won't watch. All <laughs> until right. then. Until all then right. breaks it along. <laughs> um but but yeah, so that's that's what that's all the you news. You didn't mention Pokemon Sleep. How we're both sleep deprived, so the app will combust. Yeah, no, I can't use it. <laughs> yeah, I can't I, I use it. I physically can't use it. I can't put it on my tier list. We can't sleep next to a Pikachu. <laughs> no. It, it would it would completely throw off the uh I I I, I I, I can't use it. It's it is. I'm like, oh, that's cool. Like, uh, the limit can, does not exist. You, you level up your Pokemon by getting good sleep. Yeah. Well, <laughs> guess what, Mimi? That's gonna be that Pikachu is gonna be pretty starved by morning. It's not gonna. That's that's not gonna happen. That slow a chain row, smoker Pikachu. You know, it's like that Celebi when it dies in the movie. It's gonna be all desiccated. <laughs> onion husk. It's like based on the quality of your sleep. Here's how Celebi is doing now. It's like. Ooh. 
kill like, it's, me. No, there's there's no possible way. So uh, what? There are other things. Weren't there other things like the TCG is getting that classic edition? I yes. Was like, Ooh. That only Matt Cabrera will be able to get because it'll be gone in, in oh, like two seconds on that it, Pokemon Center website. Scooped up immediately. It, it it is yeah, but I mean that was that was cool. Yeah. Um, there was obviously the animatronic Pikachu <laughs> that accompanied the, <laughs> the CEO. Launcher of my nightmares. I that thing is one of the scariest things that I've ever witnessed in my life before. Um, and there's like a like a huge champion event for Pokemon Masters. Yeah. Uh, I think something was announced for Pokemon um, Unite? Unite. Yeah, that that's Which still big. going. I thought I, I, you're not into that. I I no, I don't. I only do. Yeah. Main series stuff, so... Oh, that's not main series, is it? Oh. Well, I don't... Oh, yeah. you No, but I've explained that before. The only one I I ever enjoyed was Ranger, and they you don't... like a Dota? They ignored that. <laughs> no, I don't... What do I need a Dota clone for? I got plenty of video without you, having to, you, to, you know... Yeah, you're right. What am I gonna do? You're what, right, what, you're right. With what time am I gonna play a, a Dota clone? <laughs> so, <laughs> let alone figure out how to defeat, you know, ten-year-olds. It's too, not... <laughs> touché, Dad. Touché. <laughs> There's no way I don't have the I don't have the uh, hand-eye coordination anymore. Oh my god! I, I can't I can't win games of that rely of on uh, on strategy and skill. No, uh, but yeah, it, it, it's but yeah, but still, you're charging ahead. Yeah, good era for Pokemon, I think. Well, that we got a lot of shit to look forward to. Mm-hmm. Any more news? Um, sadly, no. Well, that's okay. We yeah. talked for 30 minutes. We got yeah. enough. I mean, uh, again, in terms Milked of the Dan Ryan utter yeah. dry. Uh, but in terms of uh in terms of um you know, Pokémon Topaz and Lapis stuff, mm. the banes of my existence, the human characters, uh, Boron and Bismuth are actually like almost done. Mm. Uh a few other mons are also almost done, but once Boron and Bismuth are done and out of sight, out of mind, I have a whole plethora of designs that you have given me Good. that I'm going to go right through. I will be requesting more, okay. because obviously if we're doing... Because I want to play up this DLC angle with these two, because mm-hmm. I was really inspired by the reveals, so I'm going to be requesting some specific things for those as That's we go fine. on. and if we have some dead time, you know, we'll bust out that Pokemon ranking. Yeah. No, of course. <laughs> we'll give all our favorite fire types one episode. <laughs> But um, I, I also, th- I don't remember if we announced it on the podcast, but in terms of giving um, Arochaic and Mothacy something to do, mm-hmm. uh, we decided to, you know, we'll have, like, the tall tales and the strange sightings. Yeah. Because the other goob who works for the professor is a podcast fan mm. who, you know, has gotten into all these conspiracy things and folklore stuff yeah. because of the podcasting, and they... With the legendary, will lead you to these, you know, Locations, where the Loch Ness yeah. monster, mm-hmm. the the walking coffin, the Loveland frog, mm-hmm. all of them are coming in. So we're going to probably like five or six a piece of mm-hmm. those. Um, but I will, I will hunt you down for prompts for those at a later point. And I'll put my mind to work, my when addled we, boozy mind. When we need content, but I kind of like our setup. I am also going to make it a point. To make a master sheet of better type icons, okay. I think since we have like a whole range of like uh, you know from from southwestern United States into South America, I can create some type icons with a little more pop, Ooh. like maybe make them a little more like dynamic, 
you know, cut out looking. So, and I'm, I'm going to make a master sheet of those so that I can just, you know, so, that, you know, yeah. I, I like the TCG style ones, but I want to make, want to yeah. make something with a little more flair well, to maybe it. Maybe when you reveal them, we could talk about our favorite types. Of course. Yeah. Yeah, certainly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we got things coming. Uh... But on a much less positive note, do you want to do you want to do you want to do Sinister Six after that last pick? I don't know, Dan. Um, <laughs> after the Melting Man, uh, yeah. So what I, will Dan torture me with today? So the Incredible Melting Man was pretty bad, Histori- but, historically but, uh, bad. But you know that's what Sinister Six does, and I should accept it. I should take my 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 punches on the chin, yeah, and progress forward. Well, and and good because uh, I, I can't guarantee that that was the most boring movie. Oh. There's still one, because uh, I, I, I kind of lied, there is still one that is technically, it stands the chance of being a pretty boring movie, however, I think it could bring a lot more to the table in terms of discussion, because of how stupid the production mm. stuff was. Okay. Um, but, you know, the, the Sinister Six grab bag today is is pretty clear cut. We got an action movie. Right. We got a a, a, a dramatic biopic. Oh. And we got sci-fi. Oh, all right. So, uh, you know, a pretty pretty good little trio here mm-hmm. to provide some flavor. Um, one of which is probably going to be more exciting than the other two because mm-hmm. it was a it was a very recent addition, but I did promise to bring it to the podcast, but I did not want to stack the deck in any means because yeah. I don't know. I think all of these we could we could uh, you know draw some yucks from. All I know is I have to live five more days in order to torture you. <laughs> With mine, basically, of course, Se- seven yeah. more days. I can't do math. <laughs> no, but that's not what. Yeah, that this podcast. You know that al- you've known that already, audience. <laughs> yeah, this podcast is not about math. It's yeah. about anime. Yeah, but not today because it's, it's about, about these, these bad six, movies. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I'm going to mix up the pot. As always, I give my movies uh-huh. code names for an extra bit of shock. Yeah. So if you will please draw from there. All right, I'm reaching into the bad movie bag. I'm shuffling the chips, as it were. Which one feels good today? Just just let the force guide you. Alright, I'm undoing Ch- my channel paper. The order. Codename Gabish. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I, okay. I know that word from my okay. heritage, but... Yeah. That means we're going to be watching, on this podcast today, the movie that Hollywood didn't want you to see. Uh-huh. I'll be watching Gotti. Gotti! Oh my god! Yeah. Uh, with John Travolta? With John Travolta. Oh yeah. my goodness gracious. He showed the world who's boss. So if you want oh. to peruse this exquisite... Well, this would be a perfect pick for one of my future Sinister Sixes that isn't in the pot. Rickety DVD case. I will bring oh up the notes that I have gosh. already, which are literally just, uh, you know, public information about... Oh, I feel like film. I'm going to fall asleep during this one. You might. You yeah. might. Again, this was the other boring movie, but I think oh. that in terms of... Um, of us attempting or pretending to be smart, mm. we could add a little extra meat to this compared to Incredible Melting Man. Because yeah. Incredible Melting Man is what it is. Yeah. It's a guy who melts. He mm. went to space, he looked out the window, he started melting, and nothing you can do with that. We well, can't do anything about they've that. They've listed Kelly Preston's credits as the cat in the hat and Jerry Maguire. Yes. Yeah. That. Yeah. We're, we're tip of the iceberg. Tip of the iceberg. Oh. But uh, for anyone who is not uh, initiated... Gotti is a 2018 uh, American biographical crime film about New York City monster John Gotti. Uh, Whoever, you know, 
Has not heard of John Gotti. Big deal back in the day, known as the Teflon Don, because thanks to numerous technicalities, he was able to, you know, he was uh, apprehended a handful of times, but managed to skirt prosecution each time, sometimes based on technicalities, sometimes based on witness intimidation, uh, you know, but he never, they could never quite get him uh, until they finally did. But the movie itself, I don't think, is going to fully fill us in on that, but we'll get to that in a second. Yeah. Um, so this was directed by Kevin Connolly. <sighs> uh, not a household name now, but well, that might have... back then in the day. Yeah. Back then, yeah. well, of 2018. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, Kevin Connolly... It's been a long number of years, Dan. Um, so, it does star John Travolta as Gotti, mm. alongside his real-life wife, Kelly Preston... Who sadly did pass away shortly. I think she did one more film after this, and then she sadly did pass away. But we're not going to clown on her. No, no, no. We're going to be clowning on the rest of the movie. Yes. So, what is the controversy? What is the hubbub about Gotti? All I know about this film is that it's bad. Oh, no, good, but that's good. That's good. That that is a, that is a, a solid block of marble that I can sculpt from today. Good. To the discomfort of you and the listeners and, you know... Anyone else concerned? Mm. So, this movie was first announced in 2010. Uh, The film languished in development hell for seven years, uh, and it went through a lot of different, uh, you know, actors and directors. I think Al Pacino was attached at one point. Yeah. Um, All the big Italians, I assume. Until finally, in 2016, uh, it was filmed in... It started filming in Cincinnati, Ohio, and then concluded in Brooklyn, uh, New York, in 2017. Uh, again, the film was originally planned for a December 15th, 2017 release, but two weeks prior, Lionsgate, the slated distributor, sold the film back to its producers and studio, delaying its release. Um, a new release date was then set for, uh, July, uh, June 5th, June 15th, 2018, by mm-hmm. Sunrider Productions, I, I don't know, mm-hmm. and Vertical Entertainment, and it premiered at Con in 2018. This premiered at Con? It premiered at Con, yes. And, and it, it actually <laughs> says it. it, it, it is not, like, the Con parking lot display, no. it is Con itself, yeah. Con proper. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, you know... In its final release, it did underperform critically oh. and financially. Uh, it With made the tagline he showed the world who's boss and underperformed. It, it made six million against a ten million production budget, and it received universally negative reviews from critics. Uh, it is currently one of the only films to uh, hold a zero percent rating on Rotten Tomatoes, which I think it still does. I don't think that has changed. Um, so the 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 impetus to make this film was that they uh the fiore films had back in 2010 secured the rights from john Gotti jr a very frequent character in this movie one of two mm-hmm. maybe yeah. arguably um secured the rights from Gotti jr to produce a film about his life uh the film was tentatively titled Gotti in the Shadow of My Father, and it was to be directed by Barry Levinson, uh, who eventually left. Barry Levinson. <laughs> uh, Nick Cassavetes and Joe Johnston were then, uh, you know, attached oh, to different Oh, he better not points. be related to John Cassavetes. <laughs> that better not be, be his son doing this. <laughs> Maybe it is. Um, uh, I'm gonna have to look that up. So, uh, at different points, Al Pacino, Lindsay Lohan, and Ben Foster 
were going to star as oh, in some capacity. Oh, I would have loved that. That did not happen. Oh, damn. Um, Joe Pesci was quite famously originally cast to play uh, Angelo Ruggiero mm. um, early in development, and he put on 30 pounds in real life to portray the character. Well, that's not hard for any Italian to do. <laughs> Italian American. <laughs> well, no, that's the good. That's the flavor you can provide. Yeah, Fill me I, in on, I could on that. honestly do that in a second. Um, but after having his salary cut and being recast into a smaller role, uh, he sued Fiore Films and then backed out of the production. He settled for like three million, and then understandably, I mean, which is a good a good yeah, call on. <laughs> understandably, he left uh, the the production. Um, and then there was, uh, yeah, there was, like, another, there were a few other instances where casting was changed out, some of which they just took from, like, oh, you played a mobster on TNT, Mm -hmm. we're gonna put you in the movie now. Um, so, uh, then by the time 2015 rolled around, Kevin Connolly kind of solidified himself as the director, um, and the financing from the film would come from, uh, Fiore Films and Herrick Entertainment, uh, with Lionsgate premiere handling the domestic distribution rights. So, eventually, the cast started to fill out. Obviously, Kelly Preston joins as, as Gotti's wife. Stacey Keach as, uh, uh, I, I'm gonna mispronounce this, mm-hmm. um, Aniello Delacroix? 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 Delacroix. Delacroce, bro. Delacroce? Isla Cruces? The island? I have to see the the spelling, Dad. Where Davy Jones buried his treasure? I don't think so. Um, Spencer LaFranco as John Gotti Jr. That'll be a big deal. We're gonna gonna get to him. Mm. Uh, William DeMio as Sammy Gravano, uh, who was Gotti's right-hand man, who later became an FBI informant. Uh, Leo Rossi as Bartholomew Bobby Borrello. Uh, Gotti's enforcer and Victor Gajkaj as Father Murphy, oh, and then no yeah. one else that we would have. There's heard. always a Father Murphy, yeah. Um, so, uh, it, it starts. It started filming in Cincinnati, Ohio. Filmed in uh, Springfield Township up there too, uh, with some, you know, sets kind of recreated in Cincinnati to resemble New York. Um, it, it is. It what is did just, they add more dirt in the street? Some I, live I have, rats on set. It, I, yeah, it, it was. Um, well, no, the reason that it was filmed in Ohio was uh, was to get a tax credit. It was it was purely to get a tax credit. You would think. I'm just thinking of these poor actors in Ohio. They couldn't get a good pizza out there. Heather lives in Ohio. No, these Italians were suffering. So it, it, it is. It, it is just a very very bizarre. Um, production and, and you have to wonder why if you're doing a john Gotti biopic why aren't you genuinely trying to just get in and film in new york city it's new york new york it's the Honestly, big apple it, it, it's like that should have been the first clue but you know it, yeah the first of many um so uh, obviously as i said earlier lionsgate backed out um, and then it was decided that the movie uh, would premiere via Movie Pass Ventures, oh. a subsidiary oh, of Movie Pass, uh, which I think our our good friend Grant uh, briefly enjoyed for like a month yeah. before they went under. They did go under there. Mm-hmm. They have since gone under. Yeah. Um, and you know they they acquire like an equity stake in the film, and they would have gotten some revenue generated from it. And I think that this is one of those things where. I think Red Letter Media has referenced this a few times, where even though 
some kind of like something like Redbox or Amazon or MoviePass would finance one of these movies due to contracts with like the big name stars they still had to attempt to put it in theaters because yeah. there's a obviously because if you're a big motion picture star you got to get it has to, to play the, in theaters. to the masses yeah um so again very largely negative critical reception mm-hmm. did not make its budget back even though that budget was was modest to begin with i tell you what it didn't gotti a nomination <laughs> but quite famously well the that's good. Aside from Razzies. Put, put that on the box. Uh, but the... Okay, so one of the things that this movie is famous for is that when, you know, in the build-up to the movie coming out, there was a Rotten Tomatoes controversy mm. that sprang up. Okay. So uh, there was an audience approval score of 80% uh, during the film's opening weekend. Oh, it reminds me of another film that I'm going to suggest for this podcast. No, by all means, because... But it's not in the bag yet. It was like the next one I was going to add to the bag, no, which is yeah. funny how our minds work that way. No, we like to have spiritual parallels, yeah. and I and think we didn't that, know, yeah. but... But but this is... Uh, so, so it, it opening weekend, 80%, uh, you know, audience approval, 0% critic score. Uh, <sighs> be it because people were, you know, giving uh, it negative reviews or just no one was seeing it. Um... So, uh, different websites kind of called this out, and they, you know, people started making some, uh, you know, accusations against the studio that they had kind of, tr- like, obviously done something to inflate the the audience scores mm-hmm. for the film. Um, in response, the production crew of Gotti got somewhat confrontational. They hit back at the press and said that uh, trolls behind a keyboard... Uh, were the ones who were trying to derail the film's popularity. Mm. The people had spoken. They had chosen Gotti. That's what I say on this podcast, so... And and the the critics and the elite and, and everyone else on Rotten Tomatoes... Was wrong. Yeah, they didn't want you to see this movie. Yeah. But you still definitely should. And no one did. But... The people spoke. And so we are it, now. It, it was... Mm-hmm. Uh, it, yeah, so it was it was very very confrontational. Again, this is a direct quote. Audiences loved Gotti, but critics don't want you you to see it. The question is why? Hmm. That's the, it was posed to the public. Yeah, trust the people and see it for yourself. Um, so it it had like an abnormally high number of reviews, being seven thousand. Uh, where even something as like big as Incredibles two, which came out the same weekend, <laughs> awful another film, f- yeah, faded, no, ooh. faded ooh, connection. I'm, I'm angry. <laughs> faded connection here. Uh, had, That'll be replacing this in the pot, I'm sure. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think at this point I pretty much have to. But uh, that had like seven thousand six hundred views, but it grossed a hundred and five times more money. So. Something was going on. Something, something was. I'll was, be was comparing this to Incredibles two, just so you know. So, uh, Rotten Tomatoes did an investigation, and they said that they didn't find like any. They did an investigation. Who was the head of it? Nancy Drew, probably. <laughs> yeah, unironically. But like, when as far as I can tell, what did they investigate? <laughs> no, but but as far as I can tell, when they looked into things like this, it's just a matter of checking. Like, okay, are these active accounts or are these botted <laughs> accounts? <laughs> But the, you know, by all account, by all accounts, the accounts 
were real insofar as they had existed for a couple of months and reviewed other things. Oh, the gaudy, the gaudy haters were waiting. But there is, you know, there is nothing to say that there are not companies that are paid to have people maintain these accounts and to upvote movies. I'm pretty sure that is a service that has been unmasked a few times that, you know, you can pay, like, marketing firms to go in and make sure that uh, these scores can be gamed. Yeah. I mean, obviously, this was not... I, I'm pretty sure that in rapid succession, like, uh, you know, Rotten Tomatoes had this controversy, and then they got into a fight with the nerds over the Captain Marvel score, and then that led them to Oof, change yeah. how they show those that data. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was, it was a rough couple of years for Rotten Tomatoes at the time, mm-hmm. um, but that was what really put this film on the map. It was like a John Travolta red box drop movie that was, you know, it was being de- declared the the movie that Hollywood tried to stop, the movie that, you know, uh, those 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 Jonathans on their stupid Kingdom Hearts Organization yep. 13 shares yeah. looking down on you don't want you to watch. Yeah. Uh what was a John Travolta biopic about John Gotti. Um so my experience with this movie was that, uh, you know... I, you watched I, The Sopranos, and then you said, I need more viewing. No, no, no. This predates... This <laughs> the was, Sopranos? Yeah. Oh my god. I was following the movie controversy, and back when my brother still lived in New Jersey, we mm-hmm. would sometimes do bad movie nights. Mm-hmm. Some Sinister Six picks have, you know, or will come from those bad have movie nights. Have graced that screen. Uh, Gotti was one of them, because we had been following the, the, the buffoonery of this Rotten Tomatoes controversy, and it was like... it. Like, a month later, it dropped for free on, on demand, said, so why we, not? we put it on, uh, we watched it, we did some clowning, and largely forgot about it since then, aside from a few key factors that I'll get to. Mm. Um, but, obviously, when we started this podcast and we started the Sinister Sixing, I'm like, this has to go in the pot at some point, it's in the lineup. Yeah. But, I gotta make sure there's enough to talk about here. So, in going in in looking into stuff about the movie, you know, again, to make sure that there was enough tea to spill to justify doing a podcast episode, there there surprisingly is a lot to talk about, um, in in two ways. Uh, Number one, I went looking, and on TV Tropes they have a, a section that is kind of like, they wasted a perfectly good character, what could have been, etc. like that. Mm. So if you go down that list, and obviously with John Gotti being a public figure, there is plenty of, um, you know, this is all public record anyway. But John Gotti was surrounded by a veritable one-piece cast of mafia weirdos. Mm. Uh, if you recall the scene from Goodfellas, wherein he's going into the restaurant, and he's like, oh, this is Tommy two-time, because he says everything two, two times. Two times, two times. John Gotti seemed to be surrounded by people who were like that. Yeah. N- well, those are common Italian characters, Dan. But none of them are present in the movie. Oh. Uh, pretty much everyone in the movie has kind of had the serial numbers filed off, and they are this generic background mafia helpers. And that's really weird, because if you want to make this, like, larger-than-life, you know, John Gotti biopic using actors who have mostly played mobsters before, just why not let them play interesting characters? Why not let them be larger-than-life and dramatic and and funny and entertaining? Yes. And the only thing I can think of is was that this was supposed to be the John Travolta vehicle. This was his baby, his pet project, and they literally... 
kind of excised all of the fun and interesting people around him for the sake of making the movie about him. Mm. Um, and, uh, you know, the second major thing that I that I figured would be a kind of a head-scratcher for this movie is we've got to think about crime movies. Uh, in some capacity, even like, uh, you know, Fall from Grace movies like Showgirls that we've watched here before... Yeah. How dare uh, you compare to showgirls? There is, <laughs> but but more broadly, crime movies is you know h- how are criminals portrayed? Yeah. What what kind of you know what when we see th- films like Goodfellas and The Departed and Godfather and all things like that, like what kind of or even The Sopranos? Of course, The Sopranos. We cannot forget no that. No fucking ziti. What kind of personality do you need to have to exist in this world? Like mm-hmm. what kind of person? can be like a sociopath and commit these crimes and live this lifestyle and then what is the inevitable end to them like they're going to a lot of these movies will have like the rock star phase where they're at like peak power and then as time goes on people start betraying them because they don't have any real kinship they just have Mm -hmm. like connections and you know people betray them things start falling apart and they either fade into obscurity they get arrested or they die Mm -hmm. Uh, that is you know, because in terms of a narrative, that is, we are reminding people that crime does not pay, and if crime does pay, the type of people who rise to that point usually have some other kind of character flaw that will bring them down. So a character's pride or their greed or something else will kind of topple them, uh, you know, after they've kind of gotten past, again, peak power level. Yeah. Again, you can see that over and over again in these crime movies. Uh, and then the other side, if you have something like a heist movie, for instance, the criminal, you know, will be ultimately the protagonist. They're not going to be viewed in a negative light, usually because they're they're ripping off somebody who's, like, wealthier than them. Um, but in a movie setting like that, we are engaged in the action, we're engaged in the heist, we're not really worried about the ultimate fates of the characters, we're kind of just worried, like, how are they going to pull this off? Mm. Um... But this is supposed to be a dramatized retelling of a mobster's life. A famous mobster. One of the most famous in the last, like, century. Mm -hmm. After, like, Al Capone and such. Yeah. So, Gotti does not do that. Um, In Gotti, being in the mafia is like an okay job... Yeah, it's like a it's like a it's like a reasonable job. Mm-hmm. It's not exciting. It's, what you do. it's not exciting. It's not dangerous. It's just kind of like you do it and you get stressed, and then nothing happens, mm-hmm. and then you die at some point. Yeah, but it, it is it is just such like a a a nothing plot. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, if you go and you consult. Be it John Gotti's real-life story, or some of these TV tropes pages, Wikipedia pages, whatever, and just look into these real-life events, the things that happened in real life that ended up, like, you know, either bringing down Gotti himself, or bringing down members of his crew, or his rivals, were crazier and more tense and exciting than anything the movie... Like, the movie dulls them down. Mm. And you have to ask why. Mm. Like, why... For the sake of, of, you know, you got, like, a character-driven biopic that you claim is, like, your your pet project. 
why would you take all of the life out of anything that would make the story interesting in this in service of nothing ultimately in this in service of a very very bleh film just bleh like father and son story hmm. and i i don't know maybe that one element of that could be the fact that that you know Gotti jr was the one telling the story or insofar as he was the one dictating like the script or the i think he also wrote a biography at some point that was later used for a better Gotti on Gotti. yeah pretty much but, you know, and maybe in doing so, he didn't want to give attention to, you know, either the, 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 the funnier people in his yeah, he didn't want to drop life, a dime, Dan. Or he didn't want to, like, portray them as foolish or, or making mistakes in any way. Um, but on the same level, the movie doesn't have the budget to do the inverse and show, like, the glamour of it either mm. like i i'm almost positive so it's that not the, goodfellas is what you're saying no yeah like they they have a few moments that want to be but it rises to like Gotti showing up at a street fair with like a box of beer and fireworks oh and it's like well i mean you and i could do that well you and basically i basically that's as, what the italians do Dan. as 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 like as, as you know the the hosts of anime was not a mistake the yeah. 17th most popular anime podcast Podcasts. in new jersey yeah. we we could do that for we the could. community yeah nothing stopping us we yeah. despite operating in the red because of our physical media shilling we yeah. could you know we could uplift the community like that but there's no it never rises above that seemingly because they don't have the budget to show so. anything like that. Mm. Um, it, it is it is very strange. Uh, in terms of Cringe Corner, it's a two-way tie. Uh, the primary Cringe Corner, the thing that me and my brother always joked about, was that the movie uh, also famously has a framing device within a framing device. Good. Excellent. Uh, so one Wonderful. is the ghost of John Gotti walking around New York, New York, the mm. city that never sleeps, the Big Apple, baby. Yeah. He's walking around, looking at the New York skyline, talking about how great New York City is. In Ohio. I In assume. Ohio. Uh, and then the ghost of John Gotti reflects on his dying days. Oh, he pulls a Hamlet. Where we cut to the, the, the elderly John Gotti... Um, and this is, this is a point that must be raised. John Gotti, in that scene, is wearing old man makeup, mm. despite John Travolta being older than John Gotti was in that scene. Mm. Um, so, uh, despite the fact that John, you know, the, the Johns would have looked similar in mm -hmm. that part, he has very cartoonish old man makeup on for no reason. Okay. Um, and then on his deathbed, the deathbed John Gotti then reflects on his life, which is the actual plot of the movie. Mm. So a framing device within a framing device. Love that. Uh, you know, as per a story told by his son, uh, who is is uh, portrayed, I, I believe as a young kid, it's a different actor, but the minute he gets into his teens... The actor's, like, in his late 30s, and it's, it's like, one of those straightforward, uh, you know, Dewey Cox things where it's like, hey, Dad, me, your 16-year-old son, like, I just want to borrow the car. Mm -hmm. And it's, like, a dude in his 30s who plays John Gotti Jr. from the teen years all the way to an elderly man with his dad. And the most that changes is that his, like hair is slicked in different ways mm -hmm. and that he has glasses later yeah, on because he's older he needs um, to see and and that is you know 
I don't know how this movie is going to play on this. Like, oh, I'm play assuming perfectly because one of the points I was going to bring up, as I did previously, is that it matches perfectly mm-hmm. with something that isn't in the pot yet. That was the next movie I was going to add to the pot. Good. So in the future, we will be watching something very similar to this film. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm pretty sure I remember it providing a few LARFs back in the day when I, you know, watched it again. Me and my brother mainly engaged with it because there was this uh, this big hubbub going on with Rotten Tomatoes. But uh, I, something called for me to, to bring it to the podcast, hmm. specifically for Sinister Six. And so. it called you well, Dan. I, I, I do hope that, that you'll enjoy it. I do hope that we'll we'll get some comedy out of it. Obviously, we, we're always in New York, New York. Yeah. We uh, we love that city, mm-hmm. and, and and we just want to see it done justice. So that's that's all. Yeah. Well, as a representative for Italian-American adjacents on this podcast, I will be providing the role of pasta consultant for myself. Mm-hmm. I'd be hoping there's one scene where they eat pasta... And I'll be identifying the Italian-American eating traditions of this. I don't know if it's there. I don't know if he eats, but I'll be there playing my role nonetheless. Reflecting back on it, I don't even remember if they do. All right, well, Uh, that's the role I will serve for this movie. Okay. And before we go into watching this film, there's just one thing that I can think of with John Travolta's career. It's how he was in Hairspray and played Edna Turblad in a fat suit. And said, hey, Tracy, hey, baby, look at me. I'm the finest chickie you ever did see. And turned around and it was horrifying. But yet loved universally. Yes. By movie and musical lovers. Yes. Everywhere. So that's where my mind's at currently. I haven't seen Gotti. I'm excited nonetheless for this wild ride we're going on. So, I mean, without further ado, are you ready to break bread? It looks, It's looking like it's like a day old. So just... It, just... Just... <gasps> it's just Sunday dinner, Dan. Just be careful. <laughs> We are back. I am Dan Double Dipper Ryan, and uh, we just watched Gotti, the uh, 2018 feature film that the establishment didn't want you to watch, especially did not want this podcast to watch. Uh, Jonathan, what did you think of this? I I don't know. Up from down, left from right. (laughs) I'm just so flabbergasted by this film. No, but In my quotes. my expectations were exceeded because Mel- Melting Man was boring, and in some ways this was boring, but I think this was fascinating. Yeah, this boring. was two and a half hours of boring. And I think this is a similar, I think my brother and I had a similar discussion when we we watched this back in the day, but I, I think, I think... This is the proper environment to unpack it because mm. we are we are we are lovers of film, bad film, especially. and at the very least we we you know we talk about story and stuff a lot on this on this podcast. And correct me if I'm wrong, mm. this movie feels like if you excised all of the difficult to film parts of a movie out of the movie, yeah. and then only kept 
the dialogue that happens after them where that people you can react. hear because yeah. you turn up the music too loud and it's filmed in grandma's basement one step at a time oh, johnny all right, boy all right. one sorry, step sorry, at a time sorry. we the sound design is an entirely separate chapter in this story oh. but the but but that's that's my vibe on the story there is no story no it is a framing device within a framing device that is <laughs> That, that doesn't match up with the dialogue that's happening in one of the framing devices. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is, it is a bunch of unrelated events. We don't see anything cinematic or interesting happen. No. But we see people talking about those things after the fact. Yeah. Um, so that's what it, like, it feels, you know, if, if you and I were told that we have, like, a month to make a, a gangster film. movie. Yeah. How do we do it? Well, we can't. We can't afford no, to film we a shootout. No, we would film in our own homes, yes. which is fine. We'd we'd Italian them up a yes. bit. I'd I'd purchase a few wigs, a few tracksuits, and I'd I'd have to play ninety percent of the cast in, yes. which we agree, which would be a better movie than this film. Yes, I think we would be up for at least some sort of award. <laughs> and yeah, and it, and it's just like. Nothing is very intensive to any of the actors involved. Like they're all just in rooms having conversations. They're all yeah. in it, and and as as Jonathan teased, the sound quality in those rooms is usually not good. It so, has to be the worst I've heard in any movie. Yeah, and I've seen things that are probably made on thousands of dollars, if not this. Definitely had like a million go into it. Ten million. Ten million went into this. Uh, oh, and and. <laughs> So, again, I mean, for this podcast, you do sound checking and editing, and, and you yeah. you you create a product that is at least presentable, yeah. um, but there are, you know... And so I get paid diddle and squat. You you have the... Uh, a movie that isn't a movie, it's just like the framework of a movie, it's like the leftover muscle tissue of a movie, mm-hmm. and Which then... Which they were eating on that grill during that Italian holiday, I have to mention. But yeah, yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll get to that, July, we'll yeah. get to that, yeah. but the, but the, you know, so you have, like, the fragments of a movie that are only held together with exposition, but you can't hear most of the exposition because the music is playing over the people whisper talking in, yeah. the, in the thing. It's like you're playing a video game and you want to turn the dialogue up and the music down, but you can't. Yeah. And, and you know, again, in terms of, of, of substantive, like, plot, you know, again, we, we take notes during these viewings mm-hmm. just to make sure that we get the jokes that we want to get in. Um, unlike previous Sinister Sixes, where I at least have to, like, log the plot points... You did nothing, didn't you? My notes for this are all just nouns. Oh, they're like great. They're, like, bar shooting, ADR, uh, body betrayed me, my mind did not, no <laughs> cop costumes, uh, stairs, we make a few stair jokes, uh, bed yelling, <laughs> lamps, <laughs> lamps, loud club, news footage, Christmas... Um, Christmas again. <laughs> yeah, Christmas a third time. Steakhouse dead. Gotti Jr. flirting. Um, the fist. So it's just things like that. We're going to have to re-piece together what all of this you means. Better have that Wikipedia article open, honey. But it is. Uh, yeah, that's that's a good idea. Yeah. But but the point being, um, yeah, it it is. I would say it's a bad movie. Yeah. Uh, you would, uh, but it's interesting. A, but it's, it's like a fascinatingly bad movie. Yeah, I don't understand how this has been made. Who it had to go through systems to get approved. It is not a good movie. This might be the least favorite thing that I've watched on this podcast. Yeah, and it, and and you know, 
even with a base level knowledge of movie stuff, you know, just even as like a like a layperson, you know, anyone could look at this and kind of pick out technically what's wrong with everything. Like, this is not like something like the room where you have to sit there and wonder what was even the intention. Like, yeah. you, you know what the intention was here. It was like the intention was to save some money. Mm-hmm. It's like so we can't we can't have any dramatic things. I was going to say that there was no visual storytelling. But I was wrong, because the lamps. The lamps are present in every fucking scene from the beginning, and the lamps end up being a key plot point. Mm. Um, But again, to emphasize, we are not going to be going into the historical stuff with with, with Gotti. No, I I basically don't understand what happens still. No, yeah, no, the movie will not leave you with... I'm glad that you noted that, because the movie will not inform you of anything. I think there are other Gotti documentaries out there that, that, that get into it. But basically every single thing that is touched upon by this film happened in a more dramatic and entertaining fashion in real life. Mm. Like, there's a thing in here where, you know, Travolta's Gotti is like, oh, this, this incident that's about to unfold is known as, like, the, the Ruggiero tapes saga. Mm-hmm. And the movie, like, simplifies it, then it forgets about it. it. Yeah. And it's like, alright, that was... Why even mention it? Like, why Indeed, draw attention yeah. to that? yeah. And, and again, it, it ends on, like, a very weirdly pro-mafia, but not really pro-mafia, <laughs> but, like, Anti-government. praising the character mm-hmm. who betrayed the mafia, but then, yeah, no, but then anti-establishment, mm-hmm. the, the government was trying so hard to take down Gotti, who had given out fireworks at the, at yeah. the parade, and we need to fear the establishment... Because if they can do this to the mobsters, they can do this to anyone. They can do this to podcast hosts. They can do this to whoever they feel like. And it's a very, very bizarre movie. And even after all of that, we still get one of those stupid, like, text summation things at the end. where Gotti did good. And it's like, oh, like, all of the witnesses brought against him were criminals themselves. And I'm like, what? No, I can't stand that. I had forgotten that. I had forgotten that that even happened in this movie. Um, But... I am glad, at least, that that I'm taking a second look at it with you to, to unpack. <laughs> I'm not, but sure. <laughs> I'm glad you're glad. Okay, so right from the start, we know already the Sinister Six has trained us. If we load it up and it's just the DVD cover with... With John uh, Travolta's face. Yeah. With, with the, blaring music from the intro. We know we're in for a bad yeah. trip. And we open the film with New York City, the no, greatest no, 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 fucking no, 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 city no, no, in the world. No, no, no. Before we get to the Big Apple, no. we got like seven movie studio oh, logos. Yeah, and I we've all, this has also been a bad warning sign. Is that when it goes through like roller coaster pictures and like seven elaborate movie studios like bumpers that you have never heard of? They're probably not a good 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 thing because yeah. that's where all the funding is coming from. Mm-hmm. Um, but after that. Now you... It's New York City, the greatest fucking city in the world, and I'm John Gotti, and this is my story. Yes. Yep. Uh, Either two ways to end this life, Dan. Either dead or in jail. Yes, he did both. Yeah. Um, Then it flashes back... To uh, 1999. Where Gotti is in prison, uh, he is succumbing to throat cancer, Mm -hmm. and his... And still he's brought on the Hannibal Lecter... Uh, yeah, like, uh, slab thing. Dolly. Yeah, yeah. I, we don't we don't know why, but he's he's brought out on that because they're doing like an inter prison visit between him and his son Gotti Junior. 
who is visiting him to get legal counsel about yeah. signing a plea deal. In the jail prison uh, business office. Yeah, the, the Hotel Marriott yeah. business suite. With the leopard in. door and the six outlets. Yeah. And the shot is off-center the entire time. But uh, the, so, the, so, again, the framing device number two is Gotti Jr., Gotti Sr. at this table. Gotti Sr. is using a series of life stories that he doesn't really narrate, necessarily. Uh, he's, he is using a series of life stories to justify or, or encourage his son to not take mm-hmm. the plea deal. And this whole while, I thought the son was going to play, like, younger Gotti. No. no. He, he does... He not, does not the fact. Not Certainly no. not. But, no. but the... We got a few chuckles because oftentimes these narrated flashback portions will start yeah. and then they will hard cut back to this prison cell. Mm-hmm. And it, and it, whatever lesson Gotti Sr. is trying to impart to his son has nothing to do with any of these stories that are told. Like these bio, like biographical segments, they don't line up. So it'll just. Mafia scene happens, hard cut back to the prison cell, and then it's like, and that's why you don't trust assholes. Like, yeah. like and that's, and there's nothing. It's that's all we know film. that already. Yeah. Um. So, uh, we we kind of look back to Gotti as a young and spry guy in the '70s, mm-hmm. and he is being brought in to assassinate a guy who had kidnapped uh, a mafia member's son and then mm-hmm. killed them despite yeah. the ransom being paid. Yeah, and then we see, like, an immediate shot. I don't know if this is from his past of, like, Gotti shooting that person in the head. Ye- or someone in the head. Yeah. It's they- like, oh, that- he went there. <laughs> yeah, they're in a they're in a bar, and, uh, like, they corner the kidnapper in a bar, and then they, you know, two guys flash fake badges to distract them, and then they kill the guy- and then we get our first instance of ADR, where they ADR Travolta saying, like, don't fucking call the cops as yeah. he's leaving. Yeah. Because I guess they couldn't get him to do that on the first take, so he's just... Lots of clear instances of voices being edited over. Yeah. And clearly, like, he's a made man, he's doing all these other crimes. I forget who he tells this, it might be his son. It's like, I could have robbed the church and had the steeple sticking out my ass, and yes. he would have told. Well, yeah, and that could Which have was the best if, line in the film. That's why I wrote it down. It was, and it could have yeah. happened any time in the movie, because, again, none of these line up with each other. Like, there is no, like, this is how you approach friends, no. this is how you approach family, this is how you approach money. Like, it, like it's just, it's random segments. Mm-hmm. Um, but after doing that hit successfully, we assume Gotti, and again, when we say this, we are saying Travolta's Gotti. I, we don't know anything about the, no. the real life. No, Gotti. and I don't want to insult the Gotti family with this movie. So, so the character of Travolta's Gotti is is promoted. He's at least, at the very least, given you know his own uh, what, what do you call it? His own crew to work with. Yeah. Uh, then they're operating out of this um, Bergen Hunt and Fish Club. <laughs> Uh, alongside his friend Angelo Ruggiero, who is, is the, a recurring character, yeah. the old fat Uncle June. Yeah, he 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 like will frequently get winded on some stairs, and I feel like this guy is given the most emotional performance yeah, in the movie, but in service of nothing. But he he's gone thirty minutes till the outro. Yeah, but but he's the one who always seems to to get the widest range of. Of like he expresses disappointment and sadness and and 
you know, heartbreak and disillusion. And that's more than any of the other characters mm-hmm. do throughout the movie. So I, I don't, you know, so he's there. And then 1974, we see the wife and the kids visit. Yeah, because Gotti was in prison for something yeah. at that time. And this is what Dan would film with me. But then there was also a thing before that, like an unrelated scene where in the present day framing device, Gotti's got like, oh, my my body has betrayed me, but my mind is sharp as ever. <laughs> and then it immediately cuts to, again, the, the me and you scene in the, the prison visit mm-hmm. room. Um, where she's like, I'm raising your kids alone, you're not a parent in here, you're, you're doing whatever the fuck you want, mm-hmm. and the one son, who, w- we can't tell who no. I- anyone is. No, there's like uh, three sons, we only meet one. Yeah. Uh, wants to be a cop for Christmas. Yeah. Oh, what a line. Because, like, the cop down the street is gonna lend him a yeah. badge. Yeah. And and Gotti is like, no, no son of mine is going to be a cop. cop. Well, then he could be an astronaut. He wants to do what with an ass? Yeah, which was not dialogue. That's me. We, we That's said just a that Jonathan original, yeah. Yeah, which would have enhanced the movie. Um, But it, it, I, I right here in the notes, I was like, <laughs> what was the point of that? I think that was Italian the Italian hard... stereotype, Stan. Well, no, but the, the no, 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 no. The, like, what was the point of that? Because that cop costume scene hard cuts back to something else unrelated i'm like what like that that added nothing to the narrative at at all um we do okay so this is where angelo ruggiero in one of these flashbacks it could be 1978 it could be 1998 we don't know but angelo ruggiero stops by the Gotti house to pay a visit um the wife is in like a one-piece pajama bodysuit iconic um but but ruggiero goes upstairs where Gotti is in bed yelling at a small tv because he's he bet on he put seven clams on the lions and they're losing Mm -hmm. and and he lists off several other uh euphemisms for for betting yeah and then old uncle june comes in and goes what are you doing because they they got something else that they 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 got to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, Junior has been uh, suspended from school, and oh, we missed it, a lot there, Dan. We okay, okay. Yeah. So there there is bits. We and get pieces. fudge sticks. We have spaghetti pizza. There no, no you're point. no, you're absolutely right. Yeah, you want fudge sticks? <laughs> okay, so there's a previous scene. That, that's like two seconds long and disconnected from everything where uh, Gotti Sr. takes Junior aside who is already is played by this dude in his 40s from the yeah, start of the movie. He's very old. And he, he does sh- not come across as like 14, and 16. Yeah, and he's like sharing a bedroom with the, the, it, the regular in age. One of the kid worst actors. design kid rooms I've ever seen on film before. It's like an Ikea. And there's like one little elf on the wall. <laughs> Well, you know, it was like it was just a football player. It, it was it was like a it was like a little cutout football player in like an IKEA showroom bedroom and 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 yeah. But there was a previous scene where Gotti seniors like don't take shit from anyone, you know, you y- you can't like let people walk all over you. So then um we we have to assume that John Gotti Jr is enrolled at like this New York military academy. Mm-hmm. Um, but someone insults his father, so he gets into a fight yes. and then gets suspended. Yeah. And we get, like, a scene where Gotti Sr.'s like, oh, what are you doing with your life? You gotta, mm-hmm. you gotta stay on the straight and narrow. Like, what, do you want to end up like me? me uh, yeah. You gotta and, go to school. And it's like, oh, okay. I never that's like a, that's like a mafia movie plot. Like, maybe the parent doesn't want the, the child to get into the life of crime 
that that they live in maybe maybe that's a plot yeah nothing else happens there is no resistance no. that happens otherwise and we that. see Gotti interacting with the other made men on like a street corner in front of a deli and it's like go help old mrs Rogario over there go help old mrs grocery bag yeah. carry her <laughs> grocery bag <laughs> mrs luzio <laughs> and yeah so i was like oh, all right they're italian no but then there's all these other things like there's this um the on the street they talk to the three younger dudes oh, and yeah, that's right in the tracksuits and mind you i brought this up to dan we see a lot of italians wearing tracksuits but are they ever running anywhere well i can't say that you can say that but i, can I, say I can't that. make that joke yeah, i've but been the, there but, but unless they're running to sunday dinner <laughs> but there's like <laughs> there's there's an unresolved plot where like some character that we never saw before and we never see again comes up and is like, hey, Mr. Gotti. And he's yeah. like, hey, Mr. Yo, Louis. My, my landlord's trying to kick me out because I didn't pay. No, 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 no. <laughs> it's because he's like, oh, what happened to you? You were the, you were going to be the boxing star of the neighborhood. And then he's like, oh, no shit. My, uh, you know, Big I, Big Bugs' gym closed down. And I crapped my pants and no one will let me in again. And he's like, are you serious? Like, I'll, I'll go talk to somebody and get that gym operating but that we never that there, no, nothing happens no, no. So. we just know that he does favors for like the common folk and that's the only part we get yeah he helps with the grocery bag and and maybe getting the that's gym it. reopened that's it so, it was yeah I, he's I, a I don't saint know. to all italians and again it's like in it you could you would think in a big budget Gotti movie that they would be able to do a montage of him helping the community <laughs> but, but no. they can only allude to it here they don't have the money no. to show him doing nothing anything. not a thing so not a dime like, i'll get that gym back up and running for you <laughs> and that's it um so then okay so then, so then we get the uh, fight at school there was a fight at school there was a fight at school, but uh, I have loud club written. Well, down that's at this the point. next. That's the next note after this. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're caught up again. So they attend a loud club meeting where I wish I knew what was going on, but the music is just so loud. I didn't know what anyone was saying in this scene. Okay, okay. So I gotta, I gotta like um, clarify this part because mm-hmm. I think it would be. It's something with the Janice crime family is going on here. E- yes, uh, the main boss of the of the family at this point is Paul Castellano, who is I you know you that's a recognizable mafia name. Sure, why the, not? The guy immediately above him is uh, Anilo Neil Delacro, like the guy whose name I couldn't pronounce before. So we'll just call him Neil. Neil is his immediate like overseer. Um, he is, uh, yeah, so, Neil is the underboss to the Gambino crime family, so he is at a, a meeting with Neil at this very, very loud nightclub. We cannot hear any of the exposition. We'll take another round of onion rings. (laughs) Perfect. (laughs) Eight toots, another round of onion rings for the table. That would be us. Uh, big spending. Uh, So, the only plot point that we, uh, you know, get from this scene, and I, I made a note of it later on because I, God, I'm, you did. I, I have a. This is like this is like fifth grade writing a story, and you want like yes. a plot point yes. to come back later. It's like he points out, uh, Gotti points out a dude who is not. No one is distinguishable. No one is like gets any dialogue to themselves. But he points at a guy, Sammy the Bull. And he's like, I don't trust that guy. He's never done time. 
And I'm gonna my my gut feeling says to never trust anyone yeah. who's never done time. And we get like a flash it, forward to like the prison interview with his son. Yeah, it's like oh you know I don't I don't trust anyone that never did time before. But then and then in the present, God, he's like I I should have trusted my gut. Mm-hmm. And then we we learn why later on. But that's that's the only time that this Sammy the Bull is mentioned. Yeah. prior in the movie and then we get like their their upbringing with like his wife and kids in this artful italian style house which doesn't exist in 1979 no. there is not one art greco portrait on the wall mm-hmm. there's like all modern art i said this is no italian house i've ever seen in my life yeah and you can quote me on that that no art of that sort would be hanging there but you know we we spend again uh, Jonathan was able to see in this house because we get we get 5 minutes of bonding with the family mm-hmm. before the movie takes a dark turn oh but i loved this dark turn this would be my oscar nominee clip that they show <laughs> yeah yeah it, it is uh at this point as as was the case in real life a real life tragedy that occurred here Gotti's 12 year old son frank Frankie. is yeah. is 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 struck and killed by a neighbor's car well he's out um, riding like a, a a motor scooter he's out riding the little motorcycle from godzilla and versus this guy Megalon. is driving so slow down the block he must be looking at the sky <laughs> dreaming of life and he rams into this kid, and then me preparing the antipas, the the only food that we see, we like see three food items in this film, is that they're preparing the beef bolognese or yes. whatever, the spaghetti bolognese, and she stops, she's like, oh, my boy cried out, runs down the street and rolls out of my way, goes, no! Out of my way, out of my yeah. way! And, and this then, would be my uh, Oscar nominee scene. Yeah. yeah, after I've been struck by the yeah. ice cream truck, and no! that's the, you know, it, it, but... It, he just wanted some, some cherry ripple. <laughs> And then what what unfolds is like a very interesting series of events because Travolta can't convey emotion. Grief yeah, because all well. the bot all the Botox in his face, so, <laughs> those buccal implants again and again. Like we get we get a lot of scenes where he's like really pissed in the hospital. Yeah, the other character actors are managing to cry well, the, sort of the woman and the daughters apparently he had two other daughters too who are never named never, not, never named. it's a woman in an italian film never again we are not going on historical record here we are purely going on this movie we we never <sighs> I, I i it feels like we wouldn't know how many sons or daughters they had and it feels like their ages are inconsistent like they well, age that, up and down that's very italian from, from scene to scene <laughs> um but you know then what there's there's a moment where Gotti's two main boys, his uh, as in his like mobster boys, yeah. are like outside the the club and they're mm-hmm. like, "Hey, do you want us to you know that that guy still hasn't gotten the dent fixed in his car? Do you want us to take care of yeah, him?" Yeah, young Patrick Wilson. Yeah, young Patrick Wilson. It looks like Rich. Patrick Wilson when his mouth is closed. When his mouth is open, it's not Patrick Wilson. <laughs> and he uh, either like. Gotti doesn't seemingly greenlight it, but we know that he does later. Um, And then, just news footage. We get, like, we get kind of edited, like, like news footage. That this guy who ran over this kid was killed. Yes. Mm -hmm. And it would have been great for the sake of, like, a dramatic biopic if any of that had been played out. Like, that's that's vengeance for, like, a fallen family member. Like, that's, like... But... It cuts over it. It mm-hmm. cuts over that scene yeah. to news footage, and then Miss Mrs. Gotti <laughs> is upset, yeah. and they're going to go to Florida. We yeah. don't see them go to, to recover, Florida, yeah. but we don't see it. They, no. they they like it cuts no. from Florida trip 
And don't we also get like a boy Gotti Jr. Yes. In like his grown Italian man pajamas as a thirty year old, and like his boxers, his yes. his guinea tea, he is, and his tall socks. <laughs> yes, his very tall socks. That the, was hilarious. Gotti Junior is sleeping, in and the you f- just see Dad crying on like the lazy boy. I was like, I've been there, I've done that. It, it, but it, but yeah, it's like Gotti Junior, who's played by like a forty year old man, is uh, is in his PJs, sleeping he's on in the, a bed that cannot hold him. He's, it's too too small. Yeah. And then he goes down, and he sees you know his his father crying, usually a tough man. And as a yeah. spry young, young 40, child, forty-year-old Italian man, yeah. this deeply affects Gotti Junior, mm-hmm. and it, it seems to stick with him. Um, again, we get the reference that they're going to Florida. The the the, the film never leaves New York slash Cincinnati, so no. we do not see it. No. We cut ahead to a, a Christmas party, presumably that year. Um, and you know, then we we got food number two, fake turkey. Yeah. I don't think I've never known any Italian to eat a turkey dinner on Christmas Eve. Mm-hmm. That's usually a fish-based dish, at least a pasta, which I did not see in this no. film. And then a bowl of peas. Yeah, there's a big bowl of so peas. So it's like a huge party. Do you expect these partygoers to just rip into this turkey? Or rip into the bowl of peas. I, there was no spoon in it. Listen, as a pasta it, profundo over here, I was gobsmacked by this film. My degree went out the window. I didn't I, know what to expect. And it's it's just a weird thing, because usually in, in these, these like mafia movies, the food is emphasized as like a bonding point. Yeah. But that bowl of peas was like visible. Yeah. It was blinding I, in the I, shot. I, so much I shouted at you, look at that bowl of peas! It was, it was gigantic. <laughs> and, you, you know... And this is also another glitz and glamour thing, but, you know, Gotti is joking with his wife. Like, yeah, oh, he's you... doing, like, the Italian thing of grabbing her around the waist, and it's like, oh. Well, know, yeah, he yeah. says, like, if you need a dentist, I can just suck you in yeah, the mouth. I could, I that, could, I could fill the... this cavity for you. But he's like, oh, if you married a dentist, you think you'd be hosting parties with hundreds of people? And, and it's like, there's like 12. Ten, pe- ten people in the room. Yeah. Uh, you know, so they, they couldn't afford the mansion with a hundred people yeah, When Gabe's Christmas parties go harder than the Italian mafia boss. <laughs> So uh, then we we cut to uh okay so they leave um they go to meet with with Paul Castellano they have a, a meeting at his ha- we don't see the meeting cuz that would be interesting probably we see them you know him Neil and other mob friend yeah who looks like one of the guys from Veep but it's not that guy mm-hmm. they they go into you know they're driving in a very tiny car yeah and they're like oh you're dating <laughs> a, a portuguese no she's guatemalan and i said very politically correct for this yeah, time period no, of italians yeah. i said that's dance what did you say dan like i'm thinking that that new jersey <laughs> italians in that era would have said some other words oh, to describe people they so might have <laughs> but but they're but the point is they're in a very tiny car and the car doesn't seem to have enough room for the three mob actors and the camera guy. So you'll get these weird shots where it's like Travolta is, he has his hand over the, the and I'm, I don't know why I'm miming it, because well, we're on we a podcast. To. Yeah, I gotta but, see. Like, he's like, it, it almost looks like he's holding the camera mm-hmm. and talking to you, yeah. his child in the back seat. <laughs> yes. But he's addressing the, the mob boss, mm-hmm. who's like crushed in between the front and back seats. <laughs> so he has no room. It's like every... 
every frame is a painting. It's, yes. it's just like, yes. it's hard to describe. Yeah. Irishman is on Criterion. I think this should be next. <laughs> and, you know, so, but the point being is that they don't like Paul. They do not respect Paul. Mm-hmm. They don't think he's fit to be in charge of mm-hmm. the entire operation. Um, so that in my and notes, I put down in my notes, I can't hear anything. No, no, no. I was just going to say in my notes, I put small car, car whisper talk. There we <laughs> go. <laughs> so, <laughs> great that minds. Was, that was it. Um, small talk, but there small was a thing talk. where it was, uh, he, he makes a joke where he's like, Oh, did you see that maid? I wouldn't <laughs> fuck her with your dick. Yeah. And then just to make sure that no the prick audience, on his dick, like, no, 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 no. <laughs> but then just to make sure that the audience would would hear the funny joke he travolta just repeats it a yeah. second time yeah. before the camera cuts so yeah. we got two instances of that joke yep. just to make sure yep then another loud bar we don't know what's going on but this time it's Gotti Jr. and it's not even a good bar it's like frenchies and kind of worth yeah which was featured in the wrestler I mind you it look, so it looked more like a little like burger restaurant yeah, yeah. it didn't look like anything yeah it, it, it just kind of uh, but, you know, taking his father's advice to heart again... He goes and immediately picks a fight. Yeah, like yeah. some guy asks him to politely move his, like, drink <laughs> fuck, or something. Fuck like, you! And then, he, like, in the Kills ensuing him. fight, a guy is killed. <laughs> yeah. And, and, um, we get... Gotti. We get the other Dan Jonathan acting scene, the Oscar nominated scene, where you, yeah. you come in through the screen door. What the fuck did you do? And I'm like, oh god. I gotta set the scene a little bit all right, better. All right. Gotti Jr., who's a 40-year-old man, and his other 40-year-old man <laughs> friend, they are two troublesome teenage boys here. They're sitting on a couch in a gigantic sunroom mm-hmm. with these, f- like, flowing white curtains on every room. It's choice. <laughs> and they're, they're sitting there, they're like, ah, that was a good bar fight, me and you, who are friends, just engaged in, wasn't it? And then and Gotti you, Sr. You comes in. You come in screaming through the door, what the fuck? Did you get into a fight? Yeah. Did you get into a fight? You killed no, the guy. No, not me, not me, Dad. I didn't do it. I, 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 I didn't know I killed him. A guy is dead. And, and then, then Angelo, you to made, really hammer made. the emotion <laughs> yeah. home. Like, coming in and drum down the emotions, going, can everyone just calm down? It's okay. Like, I'll take care of it. Like, like wimp, like, there's, like, tears in his yeah, voice. Yeah. Like, your father loves you more than anything in the and whole I, world. And I love him. And I love him. <laughs> And what you did tonight was Discor- disappointing. Disgracia. And he's like, I am just very sad about this whole thing. And then Angelo leaves out the same curtain yep. billowing yep. door. Very play. So, again, these serve no point. There is no, there is no point to be had. Um, so then we come to what is supposed to be the big saga, the Ruggiero tapes. <laughs> Where uh, we we sit in a room with Neil Ruggiero and Gotti, so knock off Patrick Wilson. Knock off Patrick Wilson, yeah. and and the scene in this no not not oh. yet. Oh, that, not yet. This okay. is this is the three old guys. Um, so Ruggiero, uh, what's his name? Neil and Gotti are all in this incredibly eye hurting room. Oh, it's just a bad court set. There's like framed portraits on the wall, which I've never seen in a court set before. No, 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 no. I'm talking about oh, Neil's my... living room. Oh. With the with the geometric the, the oh, contrast. Yeah, it's like an optical illusion. Oh, that hurt my eyes. It's like a wall of like geometric yeah. trellis yeah, shapes. Diamonds. And, and then such. behind them there's a medallion print and then oh. to the side there's a diamond. It's like you would get you would get like a migraine by going in there. Yeah. 
It, it looks like a scene out of the Matrix. I wouldn't even call that fake Italian. I've never seen that. Before. And it's all green. Yeah, it's all like a it's matching shade of green. Um, but Nothing the but green. But the thing with the Ruggiero tapes is that in real life there was some kind of 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 incident. You know, one ongoing saga with with this crime family was that Ruggiero's house. Uh, like the the I, I believe it was the FBI got you know a bunch of his phones wiretapped mm. under the premise of like having I think his uh, they used some kind of system where it was like his daughter was a proxy and it's like they went and wiretapped his daughter's phones and then because of that Ruggiero was caught on tape doing a bunch of stuff I don't know mm. again please look into your, for yeah, yourselves we, it's we it, it is way too complex to. But the film alludes to it, alludes that it's to something important, and then nothing happens. It's just like Ruggiero goofed. Yeah. And, you know, this is this is like strike one and two for Ruggiero here, uh, because he's like he's he done goofed. That's yeah. it. Like we yeah. don't we don't know anything else. That's all we can say. Um and then we get like a hint that Neil is uh is not feeling so well. <laughs> he like coughs. Yeah. And he's like, "Oh, are you okay?" He's like, "Yeah, just, you know, <laughs> the throat cancer." No, he doesn't have throat cancer. Oh, mm. Neil has some other d- mm. disease mm. and it and I don't I don't know what but he's like Again, this is in like all within the span of 15 minutes. Like yeah. Neil is like, "I'm not feeling so good." And then he's, like, dead within the next ten, that's, so I don't... Well, I, that's not the first and last time it will happen in this film. So then, um, it, we we get this completely unrelated, previously unmentioned stretch where, uh, you know, Gotti was about to be taken down for, like, wire fraud or something. Yeah, with knockoff... This is knockoff Patrick Wilson. It is. Okay, thank God. This is, like, William Johnson, I think? <laughs> sure, why not? And... In the course of the the trial, Gotti is uh, acquitted of the charges because he paid off one of the jurors. Mm-hmm. But in the process of like how the verdict is handed down, uh, it is revealed that um, Johnson is an informant. Yeah. Now and he's like, I'll do anything. Swear on your dead son's life. Like if if you if I don't tell them anything, will you let me back in? Like, all right, whatever. And, and now. I'm a simple New Jersey boy. Yeah. I I don't do much You've book reading. You've seen The Sopranos at least once, I, so I, you're good. I have good seen The Sopranos at least yeah. once. I'm, I'm just a simple, humble mm-hmm. fan of One Piece and Pokemon. Mm-hmm. I, I am not a legal scholar. Yeah. But from everything I have he ever seen or read... He would have been dead. No, but oh. the, there, there are supposed to be, like, safeguards in place so that the... Like prosecution can't reveal who an informant is. That that too, and they just scream like it was him. <laughs> like the the lawyer who is is like wearing like a maroon pantsuit mm-hmm. on the on the prosecution. Mm-hmm. Like she's like, well, we can't give him a verdict, and then she like panics and like is like, yeah, well, it was him. I, I can't say why. I will. He's an inform like that. Yeah, I am almost positive. Not a legal scholar that that cannot happen mm-hmm. in a in a court like that is yeah. that is a no-no you, yeah. lawyers can't if you know someone's an informant that there are safeguards in place mm-hmm. so i'm assuming that this happened in a much more complicated fashion in real life that was streamlined here it doesn't matter anyway because johnson was an informant he's not getting back on guy's good side and he gets killed in an alleyway yeah that he obviously should Shouldn't not have, have walked down through. Obvious hit right there. 
Um, but now we get to the July 4th uh, street fair. Oh, where you meet Jonathan Kwiatkowski in just a brief scene as Kim. Yeah. which She's got a, a black dress just covering her bosom and hair as tall as the gods. And I'm going to draw you as this at I, some I point. I hope you would. This would be my scene where we meet. I'm telling you. And he's eating, like, brajul off the grill. I don't understand what they're making. We it's can't a very see. Th- it's it's a like thin, bacon. It's a thin <laughs> slice of some meat that he just eats off the grill. It's not done. And she's like, yeah, I love a man who did that. Like, this is my Marissa Tomei But But it is, it is hysterical. Like, if yeah. I, if I when I inevitably draw Jonathan, yeah. it's like... 90- it's Peter Griffin in that dress with yeah, the legs. It's just the legs go all the way up, yeah. a small torso and head, and then hair that makes up yeah. the rest of the yep. body height. Yep. But they flirt. This is Victoria. I wouldn't know her name, but thank you. She looks unrecognizable in every other scene where she does not have any dialogue. But this is this is Gotti Jr.'s love interest. Yeah. He's he's just coming into his twenties <laughs> now at this point, yeah. and he is falling in love he looks with 40, Victoria. But yeah. Um, and then the cops are like, "You need to break it up here." It's like, "What? You're gonna you're gonna yeah, tell the yeah. people that that you that they can't celebrate their independence?" We do this every year for twenty years. What are you doing here? And, and then someone Ow! in a in a <laughs> in a different location light sets off fireworks. The cops are like, "Shucks, we've been foiled." Yeah. They they walk off, and then someone's like, "Gotti, you're the king of New York City," and it, it is. Fuck. You know what? I yeah. hate people who set off fireworks. <laughs> no, me too. It's one of the worst things. I, Why? Yeah. We get you like this country celebrating in a different way. We don't need a fire- firework. I just like I know I know it's because we like because Bandit is like well, in a blanket. Oh no, but Bandit yeah. is is like yeah. beyond like yeah. he he cannot like any be, dog, uh, yeah. he cannot cope with that. But also like houses are really close together in this area, and it's like there have been multiple instances where like people have burned down your homes <laughs> and other people's homes with fireworks because. You know, uh, all the houses are super close, so yeah. it's like, please, yeah, well, I, please. I understand, yeah. Um, but while this is going on, Neil and Gotti are uh, presumably, maybe after the street fair, they have a, a, a one-on-one conversation where Gotti is like, I don't respect Paul, mm-hmm. he shouldn't have gotten that position before you, you're the older guy, yeah. you're more experienced, you're this, you're yeah. that. And let's get rid of the other older people in this well, system. It's important because Neil's dialogue is looped, like it. He says it, and then it plays like five minutes later again. But he he's like, "Oh yeah, you gotta get, you gotta get Chica and Bazoo <laughs> Chica, Chica, Chica. and uh, Billy the Dolphin. You gotta get all of them <laughs> on your side in order to get the whole family. We Familio never meet any side. of these no, characters. No. Um." It, the only one that we had seen previously was like, I, I, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm looking at, his, I'm looking for his name in this summary I here. I don't got it anywhere here. Vincent the Chin G- Oh Gigante. yeah, the Chin, the Crimson Chin. But so, then you put down that this is like the best monologue in the movie. It, if it is was by a good actor. It's like we need the five boroughs of New York. We need Queens. We need Harlem. Close, 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 and then we five fingers fist. closed like into that, a fist. Like that's the, that's the monologue of the film. Yeah. But it didn't come across as he, good acting. No, he like it like it, it's it's just delivered just imperfectly enough that it kind of ruins it. Like there's like a like a hesitation before he finishes it, 
It's like, oh, that could have been that could have been the money shot. That could have been a contender. The man. five burrows, <laughs> the five fingers, you close into a fist, fist and you yeah. bring them down on your enemy's face. There like, we go. Boom. Yeah. That's that's a that's a movie that's line. That's gravy, baby. That's a thing that would be said in a movie. Yeah. Um, but it, it, the next scene, Neil's dead. <laughs> so he died off screen. Um, and Gotti is now fully making a play for the top uh, because at. Uh, like Neil's funeral, a few of the other old guys, you know, back him up. So, okay, there's a few things that we got to establish here. Mm. Again, because I, I brought up the chin. Every time that we see the chin prior to that, he's like being helped down the sidewalk by his oh, helper. It's you and me again. It, exactly, I was always going to say. And I think that this was something to feign But was weakness. he acting? Yeah, yeah. Like, it was definitely like, oh, he's like the, the indisposed Don or whatever. Yeah. But and I could buy that, but we didn't that, know that. I thought he no. was trying to play an old man. This is all visual storytelling. Yeah. We have to assume that this is what's going on because it makes no, it makes no sense otherwise. And then his best buddy is... Steam pipe. I, I, I even fucking gas. Steamboat is, Willie. No, it's gas pipe. I'm just gonna say gas pipe. It's something gas pipe. So they call him that because he's got gas coming out of his pipe. The only thing that we can tell about the sides in this movie is that the chin and the gas pipe are on one side. They liked Paul. They supported him. They don't like Gotti. No. So Gotti makes a play for the top, and they decide to make a hit on um uh, paul by dressing up as russian people well, all the ties are bad can i just mention that that does happen at this point in this film no and not yet gonna... oh no. that's that's after the hit. all right well they they put on a babushka at least and then they pose as russians yeah, they, they put on tan like coats yeah. and babushka like like the the hats not babushka the, just the, the this, russian style russian hats, fur yeah. hats yeah yeah, yeah. Because that way... They're riding in their troikas, yeah. Like, the, 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 whoever, whatever witnesses on the sidewalk, oh, it was obviously Russian guys, because they were wearing furry yeah, hats. Yeah, borscht <laughs> and having piroshkis. And, and, and that was like, oh, that'll, th- oh, that's... that, that's th- them! Uh, so, they, they, they launch a successful hit and kill, uh, Castellano outside of Spark's Steakhouse. A steakhouse? Midtown Manhattan. I, listen, I won't eat at a steakhouse if you pay me. I, I went there last night. I only had drinks. I don't eat steak. It's not me. It's not a place to die. I wouldn't have that. Just saying. What about an Outback Steakhouse is what I said. If I had a Bloomin' Onion, I'd die over a Bloomin' Onion. I think we can all agree but on that. But I wouldn't die over a steak. He wouldn't <laughs> see me. <laughs> he wanted to get out of the house. Yeah, but I wouldn't have a steak. <laughs> Make sure you mention that. <laughs> When I go, <laughs> but he died over blooming onion just like he wanted to. So after this hit, Gotti somehow, you know, he he is he is made top top individual of mm-hmm. the or, the organization uh, because of this. Yeah. And then as he rises in power, he's making a lot of magazine covers. He's making the the media circuit because they're like he's the real life Godfather. Yeah. We got the Gotti rap. We get the gaudy rap. Yeah, the ties are bad. Can I say that now? Yes, the ties are awful. Yes, they're bad. Someone's got like a screaming pumpkin tie on. They do. Yeah, they get the the pumpkin king of ghosts tie because yeah. that's at the meeting where Gaudi is promoted. It's like in the back room of like a brick house pizza oven. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. we don't we don't know, but he 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 does make it to the top. He's catching a lot of undue attention, um, and the chin plots with gas pipe. 
um, to like do something. We don't. They they are no. suspicious. No, they are not happy with with this arrangement, and we get like a poorly rendered car bomb where one of Gotti's guys, who we had yeah. never had no connection no. to dies in a car bomb yeah, and someone runs out with a leather jacket like i'll save you like oh, they did dead. it this is it yeah. they're, they're doing it if you go in a car bomb you're gone yeah I, there's no there's no coming back from that he's like he's not gonna you're not gonna check if someone's okay yeah but but even then the effect wasn't done right because like the prop car didn't explode like the ceiling like the convertible pop top just blew off mm-hmm. And I don't know if, I think a car bomb would do a little bit more than that, but they, you know, one take. Because mm-hmm. they only had that one car that mm-hmm. could do that. Mm-hmm. So, in response, okay, and now this is something that, like a crime scene, Jonathan and I had to rebuild on context clues because it is not made apparent. Mm-hmm. So, this car bombing happens. Uh, Angelo, I, I want to say Angela, but Angelo Ruggiero is um, he takes matters into his own hands because he felt that, you know, obviously this car bomb was intended for Gotti himself. So he sends a guy on a motorcycle to shoot... Someone else. Gas pipe. Yeah. But the scene is so poorly lit and shot that we don't know who any of this is. He clearly killed him because he's point-blank range. He... He but this guy just gets the, out. No, like, yeah, he he puts the gun in the car window yeah. and just fires. And misses every shot. Except Gaspipe has a cast in the next scene. That is important. He That's is all wearing he got. a cast. Yeah. But we didn't know what the fuck was going on, but now it's it's an all-out war. Gaspipe is, is retaliating, mm-hmm. and they... They, they they go, he's got like a, one of Gotti's other men chained up in a basement. Put Caesar Salad to die for? I've got a few notes here. I, I, Caesar Salad, salad to, die to die for, framing device, hurt. Oh, no, 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 that's hurt. in the abandoned office, Max. Oh, okay, thank yeah, you. Yeah, we'll, we'll get to that in a second, okay. that, that's important. Right. So I, I do have the torture scene before that. So. Yeah, so, so, some... Again, unnamed mobster yeah, is chained up. It's and like a Scarface chained up, and it's like, oh, I can make the pain end. Tell me who did this. And they just name Ruggiero. Yeah, and he's like, oh, I'll make the pain end. Shoot through the head. I was like, oh, well, I saw that coming. So then another top man meets with uh, Gotti in, again, an abandoned office, Max. And yeah. big room with a small table. Yeah. And like, what do you think of Sparks Still Steakhouse? more than the Doll's House revival. Yeah. Like, yeah. more set there. Lots of exit signs. Yeah, too. but a, a doll's house is still a better show. Of course. Yeah. But now, <laughs> now, it, now it comes in like, oh, what, what do you think of Spark Steakhouse? Uh, Caesar salads to, <laughs> to die, die for. for. Uh, <laughs> but the but the point the, the point being that that uh, they they the the rest of the mafia is mad at Ruggiero, yes. so they want him put on the shelf. Mm-hmm. They, as you said, that would be slang for being sent to prison. Yeah. But instead, it's just like, I'm going to take Ruggiero off of the street. Like, he's not going so to be an he's active monster. Yeah. Like, he's not going... Well, no, not even. Oh. He's just going to, like, Remove killing him. him from play. Yeah, so, yeah. and that Send will be... Send him to the graveyard. Well, no, 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 no. What's the Yu-Gi-Oh term? It's like, send him... Shadow Realm. Remove from the board. 
I don't know. Listen, we have gotten so far off. No, no, I, I gotta, we gotta make it clear because I, I, I got one mental image that's like Elf on the Shelf. All right. I'm thinking of like the Yu-Gi-Oh graveyard. All right. I'm, I'm thinking so- of the the stupid duel with the Jester who has the saw blade. Arcana's his name. Arcana, who's gonna send the guy to the Shadow Come Realm. Come on, Dan. And he is like, uh, but but the but the point is is that Rogerio is not going to be killed or sent to prison. Gotti is just going to retire him because that is more insulting and demeaning to... Because sure. as he says, Ruggiero wakes up every morning thinking of being a mobster, and he goes to bed every night thankful that he's a mobster. <laughs> so if he can't be a mobster, he's gonna be Wake sad. up every morning thankful you're a One Piece fan, going yes. to bed every night thankful you're a One Piece fan. <laughs> so if not for that, it would, it would basically be like a prison sentence. Uh. So... And then we get turd victory, I wrote down. Because oh, he's like... He's turd victory. Yeah, God, he's like, this is my turd victory Third. on the Teflon Don, yeah. and, and we're, you know, I, there's nothing that can happen to me. So, Gotti Jr. is then made a made man. Yeah. Uh, which, which, which card would you pick? <laughs> which same card would you pick, Dan? And Dan got me good with this one. It's like, Jonathan, here's your saint, the Dark Magician Girl. <laughs> the way I jumped... <laughs> Uh, you know, oh. so again, this is this was by this point in the movie a very clear intentional piece of set decoration became obvious. Is that any given room that these characters are in, there's like seven lamps. There are lamps where there shouldn't be lamps. Well, there you are know, lamps I have everywhere. three lamps in the room adjacent to. No, us. but those are just regular room lighting lamps. Yeah, the ones but in that's, this movie. I feel like that's a very Italian thing to have just lamps. I but no, no, but the lamps are a plot point because right. because we find out in a bit why. But this was one of the first warning bells that went off. Like, why are there so many lamps in this little waiting room to become mm-hmm. a made man? Um, but, but Gotti Jr. is now, you know, he's, he's in the, in the mafia, he's gonna be working under his father, and you would think, alright, this will be interesting, like, maybe we'll see this dynamic where, you know, how, how does a father make decisions when their son is in their criminal enterprise, and it, the movie's like ten minutes out, so mm-hmm. it's not gonna, we're not gonna yeah, get any development see that. that. So, uh, again, um, we get, we, okay, so now we get Gotti Jr.'s wedding, um, <laughs> Still a young fella, 25, starting to moose his hair back to represent the fact that he's aging. Uh, It is his wedding to Victoria, and we get get the Daddy's Pal, Mm -hmm. I'm a Daddy's Uh, Boy song. Yeah, Daddy's Pal. That drives all of the Mafia men to tears. Mm -hmm. Um, It's sung well, but I don't know if it's sung live. No, it's 80 yard, because I saw the guy's mouth not line up. Matching up with the syllables, yeah. Um... And, again, there are no plot points. No plot points whatsoever. So, what... It's then... We then immediately cut to John Gotti being indicted because Sammy the Bull was a rat. Was Sammy the Bull was Sammy the Rat. And Sammy ratted out the entire operation and, you know... Gotti is indicted on all well, counts. Well, Gotti does have, like, oh, you're gonna get life imprisonment, but you're gonna get a $50 surcharge. Huh, the life imprisonment was fine, but the $50 surcharge? Yeah. That's drawing the line, Judge, and everyone's... <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, it's you in the Stranger Things audience <laughs> that, making that... It... Shut up, Dad! <laughs> so then... Uh, okay. Uh, this Because this is where the movie... if I guess this is the climax of the movie. I don't. I don't know... 
but we got we got a few things in in rapid succession. So uh, Gotti Senior goes to prison. Uh, the crew starts falling. We see a character who we had never interacted with get shot by a police officer, yes, and yes. we're like, oh, my top guy, my best friend, yeah, is, is who dead. I never knew. Then another, the other guy, the other main mafia friend, who we, we did, to be fair, saw, because this was the part where he says, like, oh, my son's Goombata, or something, some in, like... Yeah, that it, little boy's watching in, like, a pumpkin outfit. In a pumpkin costume. It's very, uh, a Halloween 3, yeah. Season of the Witch. But that guy dies... <laughs> And again, listeners at home, we have no other reference no, no. point to give I, you. I wouldn't know who this man they, is. They are not named. Kiki they Palmer, are not. I don't know this man. It's just like my friend got yeah. shot in his driveway, and so so they're all the, the, you know they're falling like dominoes. The 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 operation is falling to pieces, and finally, Gotti Junior himself has been targeted. Because this was that scene where they're in the room, and he's like, "Who who put the head out? Was it mm-hmm. was it like Subway and?" Coaster, I, like <laughs> n- like two nicknames that he's like, oh, it was, and you know, Gotti Junior has this moment where he like stands up to the old guys, and is like, you know, my father is still in charge of this organization, which makes me in charge of this organization, which is n- not how that line of succession. Like, I don't mm-hmm. think that's how that works yeah. in, the, in the mob, but. Yep. Again, it's like teasing at this like younger generation versus the older generation, but then it immediately cuts to all the old guys just getting arrested, like with news yeah. footage of like yeah. all the old guys are getting arrested. So that's that's it, and they're all in prison drinking toilet water. And <laughs> Gotti Junior gets a music video arrest, like he's he's now married with with his two kids. He gets the Goodfellas. Yeah. It's literally Goodfellas. He gets budget. He gets yeah. Goodfellas from Wish. Yeah. Where it's like, oh, the helicopters are circling. What do we do? Come on, kids. Hug me. And this, like, dad rock song starts playing in the background as he, <laughs> as, like, the cops swarm his house. We can only show the helicopter for, like, a second because yeah. it wasn't in the budget. But no. the sound is loud. And he's just, like, it's just this ten minute scene of him getting arrested as this... I, again, this dad rock song is blaring, and then we're we're kind of like brought back to the present. Yeah. We get another gaudy senior scene because this yeah. is the break your holes part. He's like, "Listen, I I may to give some exposition to you, my son. I may have throat cancer, but if I could get in that that courtroom, I would break, break all their, their holes." holes. So, what? <laughs> I don't know. And then he's like. uh... He he's telling his son to not accept the plea deal again yeah. because you know they're gonna keep trying to figure out a reason to keep you in prison because they hate you because you're you're Gotti Junior. Mm-hmm. And then immediately in the next scene, uh, they try to give Gotti Junior a hundred more years. He's um, like, no, I'm not feeling that. Then Gotti Senior dies. He's like he's he's yeah. he's in prison. He gets the Ava Perone burial. Yeah, where yeah. Everyone, every fat, ugly Italians mourning him, like saying like, "Oh, he was so awesome." <laughs> he helped like, the people uh, out. Yeah, he helped the people. He always yeah, went once after he the gave right me gabagool when I was hungry. Yeah, and again, very strange framing for for the end of the movie. But then it, it it's like it, Gotti Junior took his. Uh, you know, they they were trying to give him an extra hundred years. He's in prison dealing with his, like, dad's passing, and he- we see nothing. 
We don't see any well, of the trial. Don't we, we see John Gotti dying, and he like refuses any drugs. Yeah, he from the son that we never met before. Yes, we don't even see the son's face. Yeah, and, and he's like, yeah, for every day that I'm suffering here is like another dime that the state has to spend. Which mm-hmm. I think the real Gotti did say. I'm yeah. pretty sure that's a thing. Yeah, but that we he... never met the son before. And he's like, fine, just do it. Yeah, and and, and he's like, okay, and then and then he succumbs to the throat cancer, but. The framing is so weird because it's like, Gotti Sr. passes away, Gotti Jr.'s like, no, I'm not going to accept another hundred years in prison. Mm -hmm. His lawyer gives like an impassioned speech that (laughs) you witnesses are the true uh, commandeers of this jury right now for this trial and this is government overreach gone mad persecuting he did nothing wrong he just did what a father would do and it's like honest to god when you when you hear the, the 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 lawyer giving this speech you think he's the prosecutor because he's like the way of the mafia is not honor like they go up behind people and kill them in in the shadows think of the courage it takes to kill someone while looking at them and he's like but that and that's what my defendant they're like oh (laughs) it's like and and it's it's just so bizarre and then it's treated as this triumphant thing when Gotti jr gets out of prison to go home and priscilla jr or whatever the jonathan kwiatkowski running down the hallway scene oh you made it and then it just and then it cuts back to Gotti, ghost Gotti, <laughs> overlooking New York, and it, 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 it's just kind of like, uh, you know, oh, what the fuck was it? Like, you take a hundred hits, it's yeah. some butcher, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. you take a hundred hits and you you still get up a hundred one times it's or something. something like that, yeah. And then we get, like, an exposition text dump where it's like- Immediately, no cuts, no cuts. just there. Like, the government- and it's so informal. It's like the government like paid a bunch of criminals and thieves to testify against Gotti, and this yeah. is why you shouldn't trust the government and and fuck the establishment. It's yeah. like, what was the point of any of this? Nothing. Was that the point? Nothing was the point, Dan. But uh, again, it, this this was Gotti. This so. one was definitely my least favorite Sinister Six watch so far, and including Popeye, of course. <laughs> Which yeah. Popeye was the litmus for that. At the very least, this is, like, an interestingly bad movie, I think. Yeah, I, compared to Melting Man, this we, is, like, a... At least there was a plot. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, no, there were things. There were things happening, but I wouldn't say... At least there were say, Italians. Yeah. So, uh, you know, and there were little rooms. There were lamps. There was yeah. a small car. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was there was some, like, hair mousse. Uh, there was some hair plugs. Yeah. There was uh, glasses. Mm-hmm. There was peas. Mm-hmm. Uh, Christmas decorations. Christmas turkey, yeah. Little motorcycles. Oh, we forgot the moped. No, not the moped. Oh, yeah, the, that... uh, what is it? It's like a moped. The it's moped. Like a, uh, what... Oh my god, what the... Vespa. Vespa that yeah. lingers in the center of the shot for like five minutes. And, and it's it, not it has... framed well. No. It, like there's a tree blocking yeah. the camera. And the, and the, the center's on the tree. And they said, mm, that's and not exactly it. And it leads to nothing. No one uses that. That well, I scooter. think it was a callback to his dead other son, who died on a mini-motorcycle. Oh, I, you would be reading the language of film much deeper yeah. than me if you if you came to that conclusion. But <laughs> again... what I'm here to do. There's just so much going on. Yeah. Yeah. We never Great. got that... That gym never reopened, I don't think, <laughs> no. so... Great job, Dan. You did it again. Yeah. This you, was... you, you brought my mood down again. This was truly sinister, so, yeah. Yeah. 
I tried. The third time I quit the pod. So, so what's the what's the fist at this point? Is it Melting Man, Gotti, Popeye, uh <laughs> we're gonna say Supergirl, and then uh, Well Supergirl's too good. I don't right, think Supergirl, Supergirl should be there. Maybe I don't even think Showgirls was that bad. I think we only have three fingers of that fist so far, and most of them are you. <laughs> and still, but you can kind of punch. You can poke somebody like that. You can, yeah. you can, you can close yeah. those three fingers yeah. and then deliver form a, a little gun shape. Yeah, and that's <laughs> and then boom, bada bing, bada boom. Yeah. Your enemy's taken out. So yeah, but that's... so far you're leaning on the more sinister side. Oh, I tried. I feel. Yeah. I tried. Yeah. yeah. Again, because these are the discussions that you know, I they give don't want gifts, to... you give pain. <laughs> But that's just... <laughs> I give sinister takes. So, yeah, that's... But yeah, again, the only reason that I have this movie was because the first time I watched it for free, and then I bought the DVD for $2. It was, like, I bought it off Amazon, but it would be in a bin somewhere <laughs> at your local store that's, that sells DVDs. It's somewhere in there. Uh, uh. But, you know, so... Watch it if you can. It might be entertainingly bad. Yeah. If you want to look into things that are like, okay, what filmmaking techniques shouldn't I do? Mm-hmm. It's a pretty good case study, yeah. I would say. And yeah. I know what to put in the pot next. Good. Thanks to this film, so. Very good. We did yeah. that. I, I I thought it was fine. <laughs> it was certainly a film. <laughs> it did ah. things it needed to do. Uh, there were Italians in it. <laughs> Yeah. They didn't eat Italian, but they said they were Italian. Yeah. yeah. So there's that. And uh, I mean, I would encourage I, the viewers to watch what's happening next week. Unironically, I think I only saw one cross in the entire movie. Yeah, on that, no, that lady's neck. There's no mention yeah. of religion. There's no. no, because again, the characters don't have any time to have like lives yeah. outside yeah. of it, it. It is just, there's no food. There's no church. No. There's a few guns, but. Like, like nothing else that you would expect from any kind of mafia movie. Yeah, a lot of lamps though. Again, so so Dan, where can the audience find you on social media? Uh, you can follow me on Instagram at king underscore danis uh, on Instagram, as well as our adjacent anime was not a mistake podcast and Facebook pages. And you can find me Jonathan Whitekowski at losing my mind JK on Instagram, drinking rage JK on Twitter and TikTok, and uh, follow my other podcasts, including. Uh, Drink and Read the Podcast, where I check out some classic literature and Nightcaps at the Theater, Mm -hmm. uh, which may or may not be coming back, as I always mention. Mm -hmm. Uh, The option is always there. Uh, We'll cut cut to the next scene where you make that happen. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Next week, uh, Dan gave me pain, but I want to give him pleasure, so Mm -hmm. (laughs) I've got three movies that I consider very fun in the pot. Uh, Fun is the theme, even though it's classy, uh, bougie, and, and trashy. Still are the themes that I, I champion for Sinister Six, but I think all three are fun films. So I, mm. I, I think Dan will have a fun time. Oh, I, I yeah, hope so. Fun, I, I think fun, I, fun, fun. I think it'll be good to rebound from this. Yeah. Uh, you know, so again, we can't, I don't think my pod can get much lower. Mm. I, I have only like fun movies after this, I think. So you say. I think. Yeah. Probably not. And yet my heart aches. That could be a lie. I don't yeah. know. But it, yeah, we'll, 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 we'll see what happens. Well, there's one fun pick that might be two and a half hours that I don't think you consider that much fun. Eh, it'll be an experience, I'm yeah, sure. Yeah. yeah, it'll be a learning, growing experience. But anyways, we did that. I think it's about time we paid Grant Two Shoes for Roke a visit. <sighs> yeah. yeah, call him that because he wears... Well, just one shoe. But, uh, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. yeah. 
What? You survived? Anime was not a mistake spin-off series? The Sinister Six? Well, there's always next time. <laughs> As you wait with bated breath, remember to rate, review, subscribe, where most podcasts are easily found, including Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Pocket Cast, and more. Remember boils and ghouls if you enjoyed the hosting by me, Jonathan Kwiatkowski, stand-in Cryptkeeper, and the Igor of my eye, Daniel Ryan. Support us on social media. And last, but certainly not least, remember to reach out to us on Anime Was Not A Mistake Pod on Instagram, or follow Anime Was Not A Mistake Podcast on Facebook. This way, we can continue to make our anime-based dreams come true, and your nightmares a reality. Until we meet again, remember to constantly ask yourself, is anime a mistake? We know for certain that any film with the Sinister Six misnomer is destined for depravity.